0: The The other night,
1: dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamed I held you in my arms, but when I woke, dear, I was...
0: sunshine my only, only sunshine you make me happy
1: when skies are gray you'll never know dear how much i love you
0: please don't take my sunshine away you told me hey there everybody it's emily and I'm um, Christine. And we're together, equal, the... Emily Feminine Christine. critique. Oh. Feminine, critique. <laughs> feminine critique podcast. Boy, do we need to record, like, an opening intro so we don't have to do that every time. Because we're not getting any better at it.
1: I should play, like, I should play the drums, like...
0: Because that's a drum Can you do like. that again? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> people, you had your chance. Press rewind, you get it again. That's your gift <laughs> from can't. us. I can't replicate that. that That's magic. (laughs) On this episode 54-ish, we're talking about two movies.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Both from kind of the same year, depending on which part of the country world you're in. It was like 2007 to 2008. I don't know if technically they were released the same cinema year or not, but they were very close. And they're both set in space, in part. And those movies are.
1: I was trying to think of a fucking joke. I'm really ill prepared. I was going to think of a funny joke movies that are set in space. Oh, but space I didn't do that. Balls is set in space. Yes. Yeah, all the Star Wars movies. All of them. Everyone you can think of. Um, no, that's not true. It's Sunshine and
0: Wally. Yes. Uh, so this will be uh, an interesting make or break friendship episode oh, if you will
1: no it won't this should get
0: intense I don't know if Christine was just messing with me but Christine made some comments that led me to believe she might not have been the biggest fan of one of these movies of which I'm a big fan of so we're going to find that out
1: we might find it out
0: mm, indeed <laughs> before we do that uh, let's talk about some other movies we've been watching
1: okay do you want, you want me to go ahead I'd and do like that? I'd like for you to
0: go first.
1: It's oh, just a thing I got.
0: I can't explain it. nice of you. All
1: right. Well, where did I leave off I in, my, in my reckoning? I'm
0: wondering the same thing with me. Did I tell you I watched REC 2? Uh, we talked about, yes, we did. We talked about REC 2, and then I said okay. you should then watch REC 3, and I'll watch REC 4. Well, well, I did watch REC 4. Did you watch REC 3?
1: I watched Trek 2, 3, and 4
0: excellent so tell also me one, your everything. thoughts on your, you, you were oh you were kind of lukewarm on two right lukewarm on two mm-hmm. so three
1: maybe one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life ah
0: what did you like so much about it it was just so
1: great it mm-hmm. was really funny yeah. and really earnest and really cool
0: the earnestness was really effective and important i thought because i me, really me liked too. those people
1: me too like, yeah, I, I believed they everybody. loved each other.
0: I wanted the best for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even in, even Zach made the, the comment, like, like I don't want that waiter to die. Like, why? <laughs> why do we care? Yeah. We don't, but yeah, you care about everyone. And it, it mm-hmm. pushed the, like, the mythos of the series further. Mm-hmm. Like, it did really interesting things I had never seen before. Yep. And it was so upsetting at the end. Yeah. Like, I... Adored it. what I Wait, like to? That's my Netflix recommend, everyone. Oh, oh
0: shit! I forgot to do one of those. Um,
1: I can find a new uh, one. My my
0: Netflix recommend is actually Rec Three. Something I liked about the movie too was its found footage. Until it's like, you know what? It's too hard to do it anymore. It's going to be inconvenient to the viewer, so fuck it. Now we're a movie.
1: So good. And I actually, people, when I expressed how much I enjoyed this, people actually said that was what they didn't like. That it
0: dropped it? Yes,
1: or that it half-assed Dude, it. Dude, I've think seen two said. movies
0: with the shaky cam, and yeah, now it. i like a change. And they, like, establish. It's like they drop the camera, and it's like, yep, that the camera's dead. Okay, so now it's a movie. It was so cool. Yeah. Which District, I loved it. District 9 that did that, too, and I was District, like, you know, it's fine.
1: Yeah, District 9 abandoned what they were going for, and it became, like... Like a action Now we're a movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I'm fine but. with it when it serves a material, though, and I think it did in, in both of those cases to me.
1: Holy mackerel, was it good.
0: Mm-hmm. And you did not have to see one and two to watch it, which I found very interesting.
1: Um, it definitely helped.
0: It might have. I showed it to Brannon without him having seen one or two, <laughs> and he didn't feel like he missed anything. And I didn't feel like I had to explain anything either.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, um Similarly, or not, I didn't like 4.
0: I was, eh, on 4. What did you not like about it?
1: It was so boring and so contrived mm-hmm. and just everything I didn't like about, this was basically everything I didn't like about 2. Just, they made a whole movie out of it.
0: I could see that.
1: It It was was very
0: much like, okay, we're going to do, we did wreck uh, at a wedding, we did wreck in a building, now we're doing wreck on a boat. But But it didn't do that much with it. Yeah, Uh, I didn't know the geography of the boat, which is really Mm -hmm. important in a movie like that, where you're in tight quarters and you only have so many places you can go. I didn't think it established that well at all. I agree. Uh, It was just, it was very meh. I mean, still, like, okay, I mean, it was decent as far as acting was fine, the pacing was okay, but, like, I started watching it on my way to work and then had, like, stopped it, went to work, and then when I, like, came going home on my computer, I'm like, oh, what was I watching this morning? Oh, right, okay, I guess I'll finish that. Like, I didn't, it wasn't this burning desire to go back to it at all.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get that. I, I was a little bit harder on it than I think... You were, there was just something about it that felt completely flat for me. What, mm. I, I wanted to turn it off at one point, but something has to be really bad for me to abandon it. Right. And it wasn't that bad. It was just disappointing, was, especially. Because yeah. yeah, three
0: the, has such a unique tone. Oh, three. And whereas four, like, even like, is it Angela? Like, I yeah. didn't really, I feel like I'm supposed to really be on board with her. And in the first movie, I love her, and yeah, me too. in this one, I'm like, I don't agree with your choices. Mm-hmm. Just let them take it out. You might have a parasite. They know what they're doing more than you do. Yeah. And I didn't buy that she knew any more than anyone else, and that kind of bugged me. Yep. Well,
1: it, it was disappointing all, all the way around, yeah. but three makes it all worthwhile.
0: I'd agree. Uh, I want you to watch... I should have checked to see if it was instant, because then it could have been my instant pick. Um, I do request that you watch Sleep Tight, which I think it's it's one of the rec directors. I think it's okay. a director that did three. I'm not 100% sure, though. Um, I love But it. it is really good, and I'll, I'm really curious what you think of it. So. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, what else did you watch?
1: I then decided to watch all the Terminator movies. Ooh,
0: okay. How'd that, how'd that work out for you?
1: Uh, this is the second time I've seen the first Terminator. Mm-hmm. I always get surprised how... It's not the movie I think it is, because I grew up watching Terminator 2. Sure, me too. So, like, Terminator is always a weird one for me. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. There's
0: not enough explosions in this movie. Who's
1: this guy? Uh
0: But it's,
1: it's, I enjoy it. I really like it. It was nice watching it again with my expectations in place. Like, I get what this is going to be. I love Terminator 2. I'm not... A super fan of it, but I absolutely have nostalgia for it.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in the theater.
1: Um, I have never seen. I had never seen three.
0: Okay, what are your thoughts on three? It is
1: just offensively bad.
0: My dad loves part three. Aww, he's he the re, he has it recorded on his DVR so that, like, he has like a couple of movies that, like, when there's nothing on, he'll put it on, and he will always go back to that movie. It's I don't get circle. it. I do not get it. Yeah, I like I the ending of that movie, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I, have, I had a tough time with it. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, John Connor was. I think I oh, tweeted, not my John Connor. He's
0: like, such a boring John Connor. It's that Nick Stahl who's just boring in it. Like, yeah. say what you want about Edward Furlong, but there's. Like, yeah, he's a teenager, and he's kind of a punk, and. Yeah. Like, how he's the leader that, of a Rebellion. Like, how does that character turn into Nick Stahl in three? I don't believe he it. He
1: doesn't. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Four is also not good.
0: But I convinced myself I liked 4 when I saw it in the theater and everybody was trashing it, and then eventually I rewatched it, and I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't good.
1: 4 is better than 3.
0: 4 is more entertaining than 3, I think. I don't know if it's actually a better movie or if it's just um, more entertaining because it's set during the apocalypse or post Semantics. And <laughs> it has Michael Ironside, so that automatically makes it better. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: While I say this, I remember only a little bit more about 4 than I do about 3, so that's not a good... Sign for either of them, um, yeah. But
0: at least... Four has so much going for it; like yeah. it's a really good cast. It, I mean, it's set when you wanted to see a Terminator movie. You wanted to see a Terminator movie after the machines take over, and it's still not very good.
1: No, at least four feels like a real movie. Three is just
0: That's fair. this yeah. joke.
1: Uh, I don't know um, to cleanse my palate after Terminator three and four. We watched um, Would You Rather. Oh, okay. You liked it? I did like it. I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it. I wish it had been a little less predictable.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Especially when it's like, it's basically telling you what it is. Yeah. It's like, hey.
0: There's a couple of like plot threads that I feel like, I feel like they decided that they were going to make it as lean as they could. So which all is this, cool. Which is fine, except I'm yeah. like, something was supposed to happen with the son. With um, yeah. Penguin from Batman, from Gotham. Who was
1: amazing oh, in he's it.
0: great. Do you watch Gotham? I, I mean, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's terrible. No. The, only, the only reason, and we gave up on it, but the only thing we liked about it, basically, was him. He, yeah, he was really good.
1: He was real, real good in this. Like, really dislikable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... That was good i mean it was i would never watch it again but i'm glad i sat and watched it because victor from dollhouse is in it and i mean selling point
0: it's a it's a really good cast
1: it is a really good cast so for that reason um i watched a really bizarre movie and i should be looking this up because i can't really speak to what it is called Morgana or Morgana I've seen
0: this pop up on Netflix Instant Watch a lot but I have not watched it. It is
1: so weird and kind of awesome. Oh. We went on like a my 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 instant pick will inform this as well, but we went on kind of like a like a foreign movie kick for a while. Okay. Like all the wrecks, and we did Morgana and then we did this other one that I'm not going to talk about. But um it was weird. It was a weird movie. Like, this broad is, like, haunted by, like, a doll, but also, like, the water, but also, like, a witch lady. I don't know. All There's of these wh- things are, are my language. It was it was interesting. It was very slow, and it was obviously not American, and it's very low-budget, and okay. it's old. Mm-hmm. But it's
0: bizarre. Okay. All the, again, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it.
1: Yeah. So I watched Nightcrawler,
0: Oh, this is the uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. (laughs) Yes, many people had many things to say about it.
1: It's good. I liked it a lot. Ah, good. It's on Amazon
0: Prime. Uh, It might also be on Netflix. It's definitely on Amazon Prime.
1: I watched it for free on the internet, but didn't steal it. So it's
0: for you. It's
1: that way. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. You should watch it. It's interesting. interesting. It's pretty. It's cool. It's discussion-worthy mm, afterwards. Okay. Um, he's real good. I think I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's talented. I
0: think he is talented.
1: Yeah. You know who's not talented?
0: Denise Richards.
1: The person. In, well, okay. The person in this movie whose name I already forgot. It's a movie called Tracers. has the, oh my god, it is him. Have you seen this pop up? <laughs> uh, it's,
0: it's, it's not familiar. It's on um,
1: Taylor Lautner. Oh.
0: Wait, wait. Taylor Lautner is not Taylor... Taylor Lautner is uh, Twilight Werewolf Boy. Yes. Okay. I get him and Taylor Kitsch confused.
1: Oh, my gosh. Understood. I get Taylor Kitchen and everybody confused. That's fair. Um. So I am going to Netflix right now to try to find the Netflix synopsis of this, because I don't think I can do it justice. Mm,
0: that's, um, that sounds promising when you say something like that.
1: Also... I haven't been to this new Netflix website.
0: Oh god, I fucking hate it. But there's a way to get back to the real Netflix website. So I hate it because I like I can't the new Netflix layout doesn't show you when things are expiring and you I don't I have not figured out how you reorder your queue. But and I don't know if it will work for you since you don't have DVDs. If I go to my DVD queue, it gives me back the link to my instant queue in the old-fashioned way where it's a list. As opposed huh. to this high-tech, fancy fancy moving thing. There it is.
1: You know, how it took me that entire time you were talking to figure out how to see the synopsis of this movie.
0: Yeah, the Netflix, I don't get, like, can you see on your, can you reorder your queue or no?
1: Well, hold on, let me read you the synopsis okay. and then I'll try. Also, I'd like to let you know that there's a notification button. And the notification it is, it's a little bell. A Netflix? It, what do they have to tell me? Well, this one is telling me that there's new Pretty Little Liars available. <laughs> so, yeah, this one's
0: telling me that Orange is the New Black is available. Guess what? I've been watching it. Don't you know that? Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Hey, listen, listen. I'm sorry, I'm not
0: great. Ta- let Taylor Lautner
1: um, lull you to it's sleep. It's Quickster
0: let- thing. They said they weren't doing Quickster, but this is Quickster.
1: Let him lull you to sleep with this okay. tale of a bike messenger who falls in debt with organized criminals. A sexy woman draws him into her high stakes world of parkour, teaching him new skills. Oh my God.
0: What is the name of this movie? I'm writing it down. Tracers. Tracers. Okay. I'm watching that before I watch Morgana. No offense, Morgana. It's Tracers sounds way more amazing. It's not good. In a good way? Like for me?
1: Um, it's, boring but it's bizarre okay that works
0: for me yeah no i'm good all right so
1: i can't seem i don't have a dvd plan This, this new netflix sucks welcome to um feminine critique where christine uses her netflix account
0: well if anybody can figure it out um i'm really grateful to hear that because it is, and it's doing that thing where when you hit search, it doesn't search both DVDs and Instant. You have to, no, like... No, it's
1: completely separate now. Yeah, it's,
0: and yeah. fuck that. That was the whole thing where everybody attacked them for doing that, and then they're like, okay, we won't do it. And now they've snuck it in without announcing anything. Yeah, well... Not cool. Yeah,
1: I personally can't figure yeah. it out. There
0: is a back door if you have a DVD queue, apparently. But I don't know how to help you people without one. I know. Okay, I'm hold sorry. on, hold
1: on. I can bring. Oh, I, I've done it. What what'd you do? I went to. I hovered over browse, oh. and my list is right there. And I went to my list, oh. and it's.
0: Okay. All right. All right. We're good. Okay. All right. I'm not I did it, cursing everyone. you to the depths of hell anymore, Netflix. But I'm still not happy with you. Yeah. Okay. All right, and
1: basically, yeah, I don't know how it lists these. I mean, they're just all on my instant queue. You know what? For another time. But it's, we watched it because there's a sexy woman in parkour. It's Ooh. ridiculous. Um, so I went to the theater. Uh-huh. And I saw Insidious 3. Oh. tell. Do tell. Well, I don't know if you know, but I hate the first Insidious
0: movies. That's right. I do remember that. I, I really like the first one. Um, I did not care for the second one.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like the second one at all. The first one is good
0: until the, the end. It, the first like, one has a better first hour than it's the yeah. last third. In,
1: it, it lets me down in, in a big way, the first one. Yeah. Um, this movie is amazing. Really? I adored it, yeah.
0: It's funny, because when it initially came out, it was every review I'd heard, which was kind of mainstream reviews, were just, oh, it sucks. But then I saw a little bit here and there on Facebook of people, like our people, saying, like, this one's actually pretty good. It really
1: is. It's really restrained. Mm. And everything that the first two did that I didn't like, like, showing us too much and being too explicit... Yep. And being goofy with the further, mm-hmm. like, this didn't do. Ooh, but okay. there's there's further stuff that is genuinely creepy in this. Yes. And I thought it was goofy, especially in the in the first one. Like, really goofy. And Lin Shea is amazing. They don't do the
0: thing where they have a different actress, like a younger actress, talking nope. with Lin Shea's voice, do they? Nope. Oh, my <laughs> God. Because that freaked me the fuck out of I me mean, like, when they like do that in movies, like, in Their Own, and they did it in Insidious 2, and I hated yeah. it.
1: No, Lin Shay is just straight-up Lin Shay. All She's right. so good in it. Okay. It's it's so funny how people... I mean, it, it's like an old cliche, like, horror and sci-fi is the only time you can have ladies in your movies. Yeah. Like, it's insane to mm-hmm. me that that's still true.
0: Like, like the, the best <laughs> roles for women are in that genre.
1: The Your, your main characters are this this older woman and this teenage girl nice like it's so good and you, and and dude saw dude directed it
0: is it glass with, glasses
1: guy oh lee and, yes ah, he wrote and directed it and it's fucking outstanding That's, that makes me happy
0: because i like because yeah. i've again i've always kind of rooted for james wan because i yeah. Think like he is a he was a filmmaker who came from a love of horror. Yeah, which is why when you watch a lot of his movies, you can see that like he's doing the things that every horror fan says to the screen, like turn the lights on, move out of the haunted house, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've and I'm very proud of him. He has you know he just did the last Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. He's gone on to have like a genuine big career. Yeah. And so I've always like I've been happy for him, and like with Lee Winnell, I've always you know like kind of rooted for him and hoped that he would. You know, be able to do it without James Wan too. So glad that he has. In your opinion, yeah,
1: it was really great. Hmm,
0: that is um, great to hear. I will definitely check it out.
1: You should. I I, I look forward. Mm-hmm. Um. So for whatever reason, I just realized that I love Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I think I've danced around it.
0: No, we. Uh, I, I think we decided it together by the time we did. When we did Paperboy, we're like, she's really good. Paperboy. When we birth. did Birth, we're like, she's fucking amazing.
1: And then Separate Wives, she manages yep, to still be yep. good in that. But, like, I think I just really felt it for the first time the other night.
0: What did you watch?
1: The Invasion.
0: What's funny about that, and I, <laughs> granted, I only watched it once, and I didn't watch it, like, sitting down watching it. I think I watched it on cable. You standing before. up. Oh. That was one of those movies that I felt like she was kind of miscast in. Because the whole, like last human being, if you're gonna cast a, like, human being who can emote Nicole Kidman, not your best choice for it?
1: But no, you clearly it's...
0: disagree, so tell me why. Well, I didn't
1: I didn't like this movie per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked some of it. It was weird. Halfway through it, I was like, why do all the... I said either this is, like, like, a veiled feminist film or it's seriously misogynistic, okay. like, to a fault. Because, like, for... The majority of the movie, all the people freaking out and being hysterical and getting dragged away in the streets were women. And, like, most of the invaded, quote-unquote, were dudes. And there was this weird patriarchy thing going on.
0: Well, they do some, it seems, like, I think one of the reasons I wasn't crazy about it at first, and I wonder if maybe I just didn't look hard enough... Is that like the, the first two movies of that series feel like they are commenting on society? Yeah. And then, and even the, the Abel Farrar one a little, a little bit to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. But then with that one, like I didn't really see it doing anything other than sort of being a sci-fi thriller. But in yeah. hindsight, I remember there being a lot about medicating and over-medicating.
1: Yeah. And it I really... don't know, is that
0: explored more than I remember it? It's not, I wouldn't say it's
1: explored to, like, any type of degree that you could think of, like, that it was actual commentary. Okay. That's the thing. I think that's there. I really do think the patriarchy thing is there. I think there's some stuff there. I just don't think it goes for any of it. I
0: feel like that was also a movie that was in, um, was, like, shelved for a long time. And I wonder how much of the final product was what it was missing. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that got butchered a lot along the way before it it ultimately came out. Yeah. And you're
1: probably right. Um, I didn't, so I didn't love it by any means, but I mean, I'll look at anything with that broad in it now. Like I really, really like her. Yeah. I I wish it wasn't such a tough thing to admit. I feel like (laughs) people are super down on her.
0: I think she's one of those actresses that became a victim to success yeah. Where once she kind of did a couple of big movies in a row and got nominated and won an Oscar and all that. And then I think part of it, the other part of that is the Botox and the, like, yeah. you know, oh, she's, you know, not letting herself get any older. That I think there was this misconception of her as a star versus an actress. Yeah. And so people look at her the same way they would look at, um, it's a good example of. Somebody who's more famous for being beautiful and a star than for being a good actress, basically. Julia Roberts. Yeah, I think that's a good example. Who like people are always surprised, like, oh, she can act. Like, ah, she can act okay. But it's that same like people think differently about Julia Roberts than they do about Helen Mirren. Yeah. And I think Nicole Kidman is a Helen Mirren, not a Julia Roberts. I guess is what I'm.
1: No, saying. you're completely right, yeah. and I think her choices. Is- really did say that. She
0: really interesting films and she, she did I mean, this is a woman who could probably do, pick any script that she wanted to do and instead she's doing shit like Stoker and the Paperboy.
1: I know. That's awesome. I know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have more? Well, I do.
0: Go.
1: Um, documentary about an hour long on the Hulu called Saturday Night. It's James Franco's documentary where he follows Saturday Night Live for a week.
0: Oh, how Do you know is anything
1: it? about that? Uh, no, I guess not. It's pretty good. I mean, if you like Saturday Night Live, it's interesting. But That's if you don't, a good insider there, look. Yeah, there might not be anything there for you because it is very broy. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like, let me bro around with my bros. Yeah,
0: we yeah. broland. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> And then I watched another documentary, um, on Hulu, about an hour long. It was, uh, like, Beaverton is, I think the, the name of it, there's a colon afterwards, but it's about this, like, like, queer, um, trans-friendly, like, women's tent at Burning Man. Okay. It was really interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I like documentaries.
0: Documentaries are good. You learn things watching documentaries. Sometimes. Most of the time. Well, I mean, if they're, like, done right.
1: And then sometimes you learn something about yourself.
0: Oh, wow. Whoa. Poetry,
1: whoa. I know, right? Um, That's it for me, other than my other... Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, other than my Netflix instant pick, which is going to be Robin Hood. Have you ever seen that? The Disney one? Yeah. That was—it's not—it's a joke oh, that I'm doing.
0: Oh, I'm excited! You, I'm like, you liked it? Did you watch it?
1: No, you picked it last week, and you say that I never retained. No, actually, kiss. I didn't pick it last week. I picked the Hunchback of Notre Dame last week. Damn it! The week I talked about you, Robin Hood. Okay, you did, but My okay.
0: instant pick was that. Oh, so well, you get half points. I'm going to give you points. a C plus. Half points from a Just passing, but you want to you want to do better. I know. I need to do better. You're not really? on the honor roll yet. Is what I'm saying um let me ask you a question because you did the terminator cycle does that mean you're interested in seeing uh the next installment genesis um that's
1: a really good uh question i don't know if i'll see it in the theater Mm -hmm. but
0: um i would
1: like i'm curious i don't know if they're gonna
0: yeah it's one that i want to hear word of mouth from people whose opinion i trust yeah so i was curious all right, so my list of stuff I've been watching. Um, again, I don't remember exactly where I left off, so tell me if I told you about the Thirteenth Warrior. I don't
1: think so.
0: All right, so this was on my list forever because it was one of those one of the biggest flops. So yeah. naturally, I'm always intrigued by that. Um, I could see why it flopped. It, it's not terrible. It's Antonia Banderas. It's directed by Die Hard Guy who made both some of the best action movies and biggest moneymakers and most influential films, mm-hmm. and also several of the biggest flops of all time. Yes. This was this, Last Action Hero, and a few others. Um, this was, I was at first, I was all into it, because it has a really good cast, uh it does some interesting things but I was just really bored after a while. Really? Yeah, and like I had this is one of those ones like I started watching it taking notes and like planning on writing about it. And there were some things that were really interesting but then other part like I in the end I don't remember where I stood on it because I was bored ultimately. Yeah. And I think it was one that like constant reshoots and you don't I didn't notice it so much but I guess if I went back and looked I might. But, like, apparently, uh, I can never remember his name. Director of Die Hard made the film, and then studio didn't like it, so Michael Crichton basically went back and reshot and re-edited half of it. So it doesn't feel like a total mess. It just feels like a tonal, its tone is confused. It's, yeah. it's just not very good. Um, upon, this is, uh, as I think I've told you, my trick for Netflix Uh, is to put all my long waits at the very top of the list Mm because then not only do you get them quicker because otherwise you never know. They may go out and somebody might steal the DVD and then you never get them. Um, It also means sometimes they send you two discs because they all send you something while you're waiting for your long wait. So that is uh, Netflix 101 with Emily. Um, So this one was a recommendation from listener Eric, who had put on one of our, like, big list of recommendations, uh, Crime and Punishment in Suburbia. Mm -hmm. This is with Monica Kina, uh, who kind of always acts as if she's on um, uh, Valium. Yes. Uh, She just always seems like she just had a sedative. Uh, (laughs) But it's a good cast. It's her, Ellen Barkin, and Michael Ironside. Um, and so this is high school student who's, uh, I guess it's based on the Dostoevsky novel that I've never read, but essentially high school cheerleader whose mother and father and stepfather going through issues, stepfather Michael Ironside rapes her, she kills her, oh, no. stuff happens. Um, I liked this, and I really... As soon as it started and once I kind of looked at the time, the year and the title, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be like very post-Tarantino 90s, and which I'm not always a fan of. Usually I'm really not a fan of. Um, but this was actually good. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. But it was well acted by everyone. Um, and it, it worked. And I don't know what about it worked that would have made it not work i think it wasn't obnoxious about itself Mm -hmm. and this was also came out very close after american beauty which i think like a lot of people just thought it was kind of a cheap knockoff of american beauty yeah um but it's actually it's good and i think it just it the teenagers talk like teenagers and act like teenagers um characters feel like real people and it was good so i enjoyed it thank you for the recommendation eric um, I, You're went, welcome. I went to the theater. <laughs> Ooh, what'd you see? Well, I went, it was a uh, good friend of the show, Jason Fozzie, ah! birthday. Yes. and we were really excited because there is nobody better to watch a Jurassic Park movie with in a movie theater than with him because he gets really, oh. like, active during the movie. Yeah, um, so you saw it. I did see Jurassic World, Friday night, ah. opening night, packed theater, prime Crazy. seats, where they vibrate and stuff. <laughs> Uh, now, had I not seen it on a crowded Friday night, um, might have problems with it. However, having seen it in a packed theater on a Friday night when everybody there just wanted to see big fucking dinosaurs eat people. Yeah. I got big fucking dinosaurs eating people and eating other dinosaurs and then bigger dinosaurs came and ate them. Yeah. I was in heaven. This was everything I wanted from a Jurassic Park movie. Well, good. Yeah. I know, I feel like the first day it was out, everybody was excited, and then like a week later, everybody's like, well, you know, what sucks about it is this. Uh, Come on, compare it to the last two Jurassic Park movies, way better. Um, It's very affectionate to the first one, it's, it is a sequel to the first film. Um, They acknowledge the events that went down there, Uh, and it's just big dinosaurs, and they're cool, and they do shit, like eat people. So I was fine with it. I enjoyed it. Was there lady problems in it? Okay, that's an interesting point you bring up. Because I swear I heard people talking about it. Oh, no, no, no. no. There have been many things written about the lady problems of the movie. So there is... Bryce Dallas Howard is the um, sort of corporate power bitch, if you will, who's like the operations manager of the park, so she's Mm -hmm, very no-nonsense, she's very married to her job, everything else. Um, eh, I mean... I think the problem to me was that Bryce Dallas Howard, who I've liked in the past, yeah, was a little bit too one note in it. I mm-hmm. think a more dynamic actress could have made that role a little bit less um, power bitch and a little yeah. bit more power woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was an issue and sure, it wasn't the most Progressive. I had a problem with the fact that she wears high heels for the entire fucking movie. You know, what, the fact I've that heard, she's running through mud. I've heard other people say yeah, that. Yeah, I so. get the idea that, like, some women, like, are more comfortable in high heels. Because if you wear that all the time, like, no, that's, like, that to you is a sneaker. I get that. But no, you're running through fucking mud. Yeah. You, you can't tell me that you're not getting stuck. Like, your shoe is getting, your sneaker is getting stuck. Your high heel is getting way stuck. Um, so that annoyed me. But I. I don't know. I, and I'm somebody and there's another issue where there's a death that I think a lot of people felt was particularly mean that -hmm. happens to involve a woman. But I don't think the fact that she was a woman had any issue with it. I think it was just a death that maybe was a little bit extreme for the tone of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's the like, Oh, she works so hard and has a conversation about how she doesn't have kids and doesn't want kids and all that. So sure. It's a little bit one note, but they also don't completely, like, unravel it in any way. Like, they don't make her, you know, in the end, uh, take her high heels off and have this moment where she hugs the children and says, I'm going to go home and have a bunch of you. Like, yeah. so, I mean, I think it could have been done better, but I don't think it was as offensive as some people really wanted it to be. Yeah, like I think I get people were excited saying. to complain about it, but I don't know. I and I'm somebody that can you know when I, where I see a gender issue and like where I think there's some sexism, I call it out. I don't. I think it was just you know one note characters in a yeah, popcorn
1: movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, but I'll be curious when you eventually get to it if you ever planning like on it. Um. I mean, if you, honestly, I would say though, if you're not going to see it. In a I'm theater, not then it. I don't think you yeah. should see it. Like this is a movie that feeds off of the energy of everybody wanting to watch dinosaurs and I like don't... cheer together. So if you don't want that, I think it's going to play very flat at home on a screen.
1: I don't think that I have ever seen any of them other than the first one.
0: The, well, I mean, you're not missing anything. Well, but Part still, two it shows. Terrible. Part three is not as terrible. See, part yeah. two is terrible because it is a Steven Spielberg Jurassic Park movie, and it is what it is. Yeah, um, there are sequences in it that are good. There are things about it that are good, but there is so much in it that is really wrong and tonally confused. Um, and three just feels like everybody making it knew they were making the movie that everybody would forget about. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. okay. What else did I watch? Um, on Amazon Prime, I watched a movie called The Shout
1: oh i've heard of
0: that john hurt uh tim curry in a small part yeah um Susanna york this is really good and really weird i think the gentleman's guide reviewed it a long long time ago the title always stayed in my head and then i happened to find it on amazon prime uh Mm -hmm. strange strange movie about a kind of wanderer who May be able to shout and kill people with his um, Australian black magic shout. Sounds the coolest. Yeah, it's pretty cool and weird and unlike anything. I couldn't compare it to anything. Um, And the sound design of this movie is amazing. So I would recommend it. uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, On DVD, I watched, uh, I forget who directed this, but some Italian director in the 60s, The Bloody Pit of Horror, with uh, I think it's with Mariska Hardigay's father. Isn't it? Uh, It's just a, you know, kind of shitty, cheesy 60s Italian horror movie, but it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Um, On Instant Watch, uh, this was not an easy thing for me to do. Oh, no. But so I felt like I should watch this movie. Mm -hmm. And I had it, the reason I watched it when I did is that this has to do with Netflix's new way of showing, like, your cue. So we have the Roku now. So now when we put on Netflix and, like, you're surfing and you stop on a movie, it shows stills from that movie. Yeah. And so I had this movie on my queue and Brannon, being so supportive, would go to that movie and just, like, wait for me to realize it was on the TV and start freaking out because it was the movie, um, the Adrian Brody movie, Dummy.
1: Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that. Yeah.
0: Oh, I want you to. I'll be really curious what you think of it. It okay. is. So I'm, I'm fucking terrified of ventriloquist dummies. They make me very uncomfortable. Are I you? I hate them. Yeah. Uh, and But I put the the, thing, the other side of that is I am fascinated by things that scare me. It is, you know, my entire history. Well, that's why a, you're so awesome. Exa- well, thank you. Um, but so I felt the need. I'm like, if they made a movie called Dummy and it's on Instant Watch, I should watch it. And this is not a horror movie. It is a sort of quirky comedy. Um, I was... I don't know. I At times I hated it. At times I was like, it's all right. Real ridiculously good cast Mila Jovavovich, who's really fun in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, Jessica Walter from Arrested Development. And Ileana Douglas. And Adrian Brody. Uh, just, I didn't know that that was the
1: rest of the cast.
0: Yeah, it's this amazing cast. And it's basically Adrian Brody is this kind of socially awkward young man and his family's all wacky in different ways and he sort of falls in love with normal Vera Ferniga and he gets a dummy um, and there's moments where the dummy like where they dress up the dummy and it's horrifying and I hate it Uh, but this is much more a movie about like this quirky family so it's one of those if you like I guess if I had to compare it to a movie I would probably go with like Garden State Mm -hmm. because it even does the same thing where like there's like montages with pop music and stuff and that and those are the moments where i was like oh kill me but mm-hmm. then you'd bring in Ileana douglas and she's awesome yeah um and something really weird that i noticed in this um jared harris is in this do you know who jared harris is that name sounds
1: familiar she, but i not you would really.
0: recognize him he's in a lot he's british he's on okay. mad men he was lane price but you probably didn't get there because that was later um, yeah he was on the Law and Order SVU episode called Svengali, where he played like this artist serial killer who got other people to murder people. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Okay. What's interesting is in this movie he's American and when he's speaking with his American accent, it is the exact same voice and like the face he makes when he speaks identical to when Jude Law is playing American. <sighs> Like, mm-hmm. if you go to, like, I Heart Huckabees, and you watch Jude Law, where he's playing an American, he does this thing where, like, he... He he, sto- he sort of talks, like, with his full mouth, where his... Like, it always looks like his mouth is working really hard. Uh-huh. And Jared Harris does the exact same thing in this movie. It's so weird. So they need to play a- brothers, but only if they're American. <laughs> That's what I took away from Demi. Oh,
1: well, good.
0: Uh, also Glad it was worth it. it <laughs> that alone... Also, an instant watch. Um, I watched a movie called Don't Blink.
1: Uh, yeah, I see Brian this Austin Green out.
0: and Maina Suvari, who's in it for like yeah. five seconds. Um, it's okay. I mean, again, for if you're flipping around and you want something new and slightly different, it is different. Except it's it leaves things unresolved, and it's not good enough to do that in a satisfying way. Yeah. So that was bothersome. Um, I watched a couple of document or two 30 for 30s on instant watch. One was June 17th, 1994. So this is about, um, that date, June 17th, 1994, which on this day, several things in the sports world happened, including the start of the world cup in Chicago, the, uh, Arnold Palmer's last retirement game in golf, the, I think it was the Knicks, uh, in basketball doing something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Shooting hoops. The parade for the Rangers had just won the Stanley cup for the first time in a very long time. And OJ Simpson got into a white Bronco and his friend drove him away from the cops. Mm -hmm. And what this is essentially is just one long montage of all that shit happening and how crazy it was. It's really good. It's a really good time capsule Um, I mean, I was 12 when this happened, so I remember it really clearly. So was I then. I know. But at the same time, like, actually, no, you would have been 11 because you have a later birthday. Oh, I'm just saying. It's to see it in and remember how insane um, it was and how you have, you know, newscasters reporting on things they don't actually know. You have the, you know, sportscaster for the basketball game trying to figure out, how do I talk about this basketball game when the entire world wants to know about O.J. Simpson? Yeah. Um, it's it, it's just an interesting, like, reminder of just how crazy all that was. Uh, also watched a 30 for 30 the day the series ended, which is about the San Francisco earthquake in 1989 and how it interrupted the Giants-A's uh, World Series. It's interesting. It's okay. Um, it's timed in a weird way where they... It's hard to, like... If you don't know the exact events of the day, they don't make it easy for you. They kind of try to give you different bits of it from different perspectives. But as Mm -hmm. a result, it was a little confusing. I'm like, wait, so were there two earthquakes? But, uh, I mean, again, if you're interested in the subject, go for it. Uh, We watched Casino Royale together, which was the first of the Daniel Craig wave of James Bonds. Yes. This was awesome. Have you seen this one? Um. I think I am. This is but the I one don't... with Mads Mikkelsen.
1: Okay, yes. I don't think I liked it. Really?
0: Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I mean, it, it is a new James Bond, and it's very deliberate about that. Like, yeah. even the way they kind of introduce Daniel Craig, it's like, oh, you just became 007. And, you, like, it's very clear, this is not the same guy that was in the last 30 movies.
1: Is he the one, is this the one where he's um, crying in the shower? yes with Eva. Oh, yeah i don't
0: i don't think i like this movie.
1: Oh, I, really
0: I don't like think it. i like that the well what's cool about like there were a couple of things that i was like that i was like you know what this is why this movie works so well really good action scenes for one thing um you get more judy dench and that's never a bad thing um you get a really different like it's not like a whiny like emotional feely feely bond it's just a little bit more uh it's like a cocky bond but he's cocky because he's still new on the job like he's not yet jaded i guess um and you get eva green whose character is awesome and has a great like her back and forth with bond is great it's really well written um, they, the other great thing is it's not the women that are objectified in the movie. It's James Bond. Um, yeah, I
1: remember that. But yeah, like, like,
0: there's a lot of like, oh, him coming out of the beach and like the camera lingers on his body far more than it does any woman. But it's also like when it comes to like the torture scene, it's very much like. That's the one where he gets
1: his, his testicles beat up. Yep.
0: I don't like this movie. I loved it. It made <laughs> such sense. I don't think I
1: like James Bond movies at all, ever, period, though.
0: You, you don't like any of them? I don't think Even, so. Like, not, like,
1: not for, like, real. I
0: gotcha. You. You, yeah. Like, that's the thing, is I really, and, like, I, people, like, mock me when I say, like, my favorite's Roger Moore, because I like the the cheesiness of them. I like him as sort of the, um... Yeah. You know, like, Sean Connery, to me, is, like, too mean as Bond which I know there are people that are like gasping and turning off their their podcast now. But there's something that I'm not attracted to him in Bond because I'm like, he's a dick. Whereas Roger Moore, it's like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's suave. Um, but Daniel Craig in this was, it's like he is a dick, but he's getting called on it. So there's that. Understanding and I, and it, my problem with all bonds is that they're always too long. And with they're this one, just as I was thinking long. that it does something that I'm like, oh no, it needs to be this long because it's doing something now. So I really loved it. Uh, I just got two more. Um, the natural pairing to Casino Royale, uh, would be the Howling Three Marsupials. Oh, yeah, <laughs> have you ever seen this one? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's legendary as like oh the one of the worst movies ever, but I th- I'm pretty sure this movie was made knowing it was one of the worst movies ever. Definitely, yeah. Which makes it um, both more entertaining and less entertaining in a way. Because mm-hmm. it like for a while I was really entertained with the line. Um, this was also on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, character asks the main chick, um, "Why did you run away from home? I ran away from home because my father tried to rape me, and he's a werewolf." Like, that's clearly... It knows what it's doing with no, that. Dead serious. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it, but I, I couldn't, like, stay focused on it. Because after a while, it just kind of became the same ridiculousness over and over again. Uh, and then from there, because a bunch of the Howling sequels are on Amazon Prime. Um, and they're all expiring in a few days. So I tried to get through them, but I got, like, through half of the Howling 5. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm not a wearable fan. I've never been. Uh, and then the last thing I watched was uh, a movie called Bad Karma. What's
1: that? That sounds familiar. This is
0: amazing. Um, It stars Patrick Muldoon, which is Um, always a stamp of you're going to watch a terrible movie. Like, my theory is Patrick Muldoon is probably the worst actor to have the most film credits, like, working today. Like, he's never not working, but he's never good. Like, he's really, really bad. Um, and in this movie, he plays a psychiatrist in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And so his, he has a patient who's a violent sociopath and she's convinced that in a past life, he was Jack the Ripper and she was his girlfriend and it's set in modern times and he's like married to Amy Locaine from Crybaby, Ugh. who, who, yeah, who then, um, hit and run or hit somebody with her car drunk driving and just got mm-hmm. out of jail for it. apparently uh so she 's awful, and the kid 's awful, yeah, but this movie is so it 's like two the think of the year is like two thousand and one it feels very much like a nineties movie uh it 's really bad and it 's amazing, and there 's montages and it 's great and i don 't really recommend it, but I kind of do
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: this also made me, um, and I'm going to open it up here and see if anybody can give me good recommendations. I was in such a movie for more shitty 90s thrillers, and i it's really hard to find them on Instant Watch. I can find them on Amazon Prime, because for some reason they just have the bank there. Yeah. Um, but I've not been able to, like figure out a good way of search i was trying to just search actors like patrick muldoon and brian austin green um mm-hmm. but it was not proving as useful as i thought it would so listeners if you have recommendations for me that are on netflix instant of shitty 90s sexy steamy thrillers please i'm just in a mood for them i don't know what it is craziness indeed
1: craziness is set in
0: those are my watches which means we're gonna take a quick break And should we do sunshine first so that we get a little more time with our friendship? Sure. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back and talk about Danny Boyle's sunshine.
1: Good morning, starshine.
0: It is to blow up the sun. Extreme. Extreme. Did you ever right, watch Mister Show on. and see the episode where they blow up the moon?
1: No, I only have passing knowledge. Okay. To There's that. like
0: just like a really good sequence where it's all about like this Friday, America is gonna blow up the moon, and deep down, that's all I think about when I watch Sunshine. But oh, that's pretty. I, good. I put it to the side. Now this is 2007. Sure. Directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, why don't you give the folks at home a little synopsis of the movie?
1: Well, what happened was, um, so the sun is dying, and they send a crew to the sun to blow up the sun in, a, in the ship, and it's called Icarus, but it's Icarus too because there was already an Icarus. Seems like a
0: really bad idea to name it the same thing. I know, Her I know, I know. like, aren't they like sailors, or they don't want to do
1: that? But anyway. Well, so this is what happens. It's mm. a real simple story. Let's get to the sun and blow that shit up. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not being rude. Like that's what they want to do. They want to blow the sun up because, like, they're gonna make like a thing instead of thing, and then it's gonna be a, a new thing, and it's gonna be bright. Yeah, it's gonna so- like buy
0: the Earth like another thousand years of humanity or something.
1: So it's cool. So yeah. like we're all
0: excited. About I mean, I don't know this. how the sun feels about it, but fuck that. I'm it's sure it's dying. Fine. So basically, seven years ago,
1: Icarus One got lost. So they sent Icarus Two, mm-hmm. and Icarus Two has um, your Killian Murphys and your Rose Burns, mm-hmm.
0: you're your Chris Evanses. Out. Yep. Your yep. Chris Evans. You're a tr- you're attractive crew, if you will. You, they're all a good looking people
1: Mm -hmm. um the dude whose name i can't think of that plays harvey they're all apparently jane fonda's son yeah that's a good looking man Mm. so i have a lot of really strong feelings about this movie now you've
0: seen it how many times
1: a billion i've seen it a lot
0: of times okay uh this was my third time watching it yeah, it's and, m-
1: much more than three for me. Well,
0: see, because this is a movie that you can't put on. Like, and to me, this is not a background movie. No. This is a movie and, that, like, if I'm going to put on, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to sit down and watch it. And, yeah,
1: you can't stop watching yeah.
0: it. Well, and that's the thing that was fascinating to me was first time I watched the movie, I had feelings. Second time, I had very different feelings. Third time, I feel like I had resolved where those feelings are. But but oh. I, that could change the fourth time, because my third time was very different.
1: Oh, well, that's good, I guess.
0: I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So you'd... Um, okay, so you've... Now, this, I will say, this was the first... One of the first movies I bought and watched on Blu-ray. <laughs> Me too! Fuck, this looks beautiful on Blu-ray. It's so nice. Oh, this is such a gorgeous... Unfortunately, I have an issue with my um, sound... On mm-hmm. some Blu-rays, where the sound just doesn't, the dialogue does not play as well as it should, so we had to put the subtitles on, which was kind of a pain because I. This is like one of those like 2001 where I wish I could just sit back and experience. Yep. Um, but this is a fucking gorgeous movie on Blu-ray. It
1: is beautiful yeah. and horrifying,
0: and very horrifying. Yeah, it
1: was a terrifying film.
0: It this it is. It is.
1: I had a different experience this time as well. Okay. um, Which is strange. I what do you think accounted for
0: your different experience? What about my different experience? What accounted for it? Like, how how has your opinion on it changed as you've watched it?
1: I I don't think it's my opinion Mm -hmm. necessarily as my perspective, my point of view, my ability to look at certain things a certain way. Like, I have seen it an embarrassing amount of times. So, like, I know what happens. I can tell you the order in mm-hmm. which everybody dies. Yep. Like, I, I know I know the beats. And I know, like, I already went through the watch where I, like, was super excited about everything that ends up paying off. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, like, I guess in the theoretical stages.
0: Okay. Like
1: Like, so does this mean that Or, or like, the irony between, like, the sun is the bad guy, but the sun is the thing they're trying to save. Mm -hmm. And also, did Pinbacker become the sun? Is he a monster? Like, is he... Is is it radiation? Has he become a monster? Is he even real? There
0: are some theories out there that say there is no Pinbacker. I don't think there is a Pinbacker. I think they all have space madness. See, I mean... That's a fair, like, it's one of those, if that's the reading, then there's nothing to dispute it, because then you could say everything you're seeing, you're seeing through their eye. Because you could say, like, well, no, because Icarus, when the computer tells them, the computer tells them there's somebody else on board. Mm-hmm. But you could say, oh, no, that's just, we're hearing what he's hearing. So, yeah, I could see that, your defense of that. Or
1: maybe not. I don't know. I don't, like, I, I'm not gonna, i I'm not gonna take anything, like, too seriously, about it, in that regard, like I don't think I'm supposed to necessarily know um it's just uh, it's just interesting because he's he he's not a man anymore there's no way right. he is because we already know that if you open the the shields and let like four percent of the sun in mm. you're gonna like fry your eyes out right, but when cap is running out, he flips the dial and and tells it to go full sunlight and pinbacker just yells like he's not a person anymore and even
0: the way he's filmed is in this sort of you never see him as a uh like his body is different from everybody else's like there's a, a blurred vision to him where he almost looks like a cgi character in this universe of very real people
1: my reading of that is that he, I tend to believe that he has he has become the sun, hmm. and you can't stare at the sun, and that's okay. why you can't look at him without it being blurry or looking away and never directly. Um, I don't know. It's just, well, it's there just is, crazy.
0: There's um, a, a lot of really interesting trivia with this movie, and one of the things that really does stand out, this movie, written by Alex Garland, who worked yes. with Danny Boyle in a lot of things and directed by Danny Boyle, Alex Garland is a pretty, I think, um, public atheist Mm -hmm. and as basically said, like this movie for him was, I think he described it as a love letter to psychologically minded science fiction and a movie about atheism, an atheist meeting God, which is, is definitely there this idea that, um, like sort of, and like what the movie, the movie, the way the movie treats science and has this awe of science is something Mm -hmm. I really like about it. Um, But the flip side of that is there is definitely a faith element, but it could be interpreted as just this is the month that people who are going crazy, that's when they kind of succumb to faith. That's one way of looking at it. Or like, no, the sun's really powerful, blah, blah. And Danny Boyle, I don't know if he is actually like a practicing Catholic, but I know that he came from a very like, a very Catholic background mm-hmm. um, but but like one of the things they say is that Danny Boyle and Alex Garland differed in their interpretation of the of religion in the movie but that they figured it actually was fine because you can interpret it several ways
1: yeah you definitely can I mean Pinbacker starts spouting some, some crazy you know shit basically saying that they're going against God's will by trying to reinvigorate the sun. Mm -hmm. Because he's chosen for our time to end, and now you can't interfere with that. You know? Also, the so Pinbacker's the bad guy, but also the sun is the villain, because like, everything starts to go wrong when they lose... when they get into that dead zone where they lose contact with Earth.
0: Yeah, as they get closer to the sun.
1: Closer to the sun, and so the sun is the bad guy. But also things start to go really wrong when they when they encounter Icarus because if you don't know that's what happens. Mm. They they encounter Icarus. So like there's all these things going on and there's all these different reads on it. But but in the end, like the son's a fucking bad guy because I don't think they would have ever gone to Icarus if that um Dr. Cyril hadn't said, What do you think, Killian Murphy? And Killian Murphy decided because I don't think it was ever Kappa's decision to make. First of all, and he, you know what? And even if it had been, Cap, hadn't been Kappa's decision to make, it would have been the captain's. And the captain was also doing that crazy sun shit like Cyril was right. too.
0: Oh yeah, there is definitely the thought that I'm very if, passionate about this. And movie. I mean, we're gonna be. I think this is the kind of movie that, in order to really talk about it, you have to have seen it. We're gonna spoil it just because I think it's very limiting to talk around yeah. things. Um, I just made no sense if you haven't seen this no, movie. very much so. And this <laughs> is the kind of movie, like, the plot is very simple. Spaceship, blow up sun. Shit happens. Um, so we are going to go into detail and spoil it. So if you haven't seen it, you should probably watch the movie and then come back.
1: Yeah, okay. I should have said that. So
0: that being said, what about when the dog dies? I mean, okay. So, <laughs> no, no don't. Um, I think there is very much, if, the captain or Searle didn't die when they do, either, especially Searle, would have gotten to that, would have been pinbacker. Yeah. With, I mean, with the doctor, especially, because the very first vision image we see in the movie is him sitting there and the computer telling him, no, we can't turn it up anymore. You're seeing what, like, you, yeah. so you could see right away he's getting seduced by it. He's on the ship as the guy to keep everybody else sane. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet what he's telling the crew is like, you guys should really sit in the sun and experience it. It's so wacky. Yep. So, and later, like you see his face starts kind of peeling from, you know, staring at the sun. So he was definitely getting to that point. Uh, I mean, he stops it more because he gets the opportunity where he knows he's expendable versus the mission. And he's not at the point yet where he's not, where he's crossed over into Sun worship, I guess, if you will. Um, but that was certainly the path he was going on.
1: Oh, man, no way. He totally got what he wanted. He got yeah, eaten oh, by and the it sun. worked out
0: perfectly. Yeah,
1: he that was totally selfish, him staying there. Yeah. He was like, oh, That's I guess get point. eaten by the sun
0: now. Yeah. I um, mean, I think the decision, because something I think this movie does do really well is you have, obviously, a very small cast because it's just the people that fit on the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty clear about without really any background or exposition of who this crew is and what their positions are there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's kind of simple in a way where every character sort of has that one thing that is motivating them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, so in the case of, uh, of, like, Chris Evans is very much the mission. We're gonna do the mission. Nothing else matters but getting the mission done. Um, whereas... Harvey, Jane Fonda's Yes. You can see like v- without it hammering it over the head, he wants to get home to his family. Yeah. And that is obviously the worst thing you can want to do when you're on a mission to save humanity and self-sacrifice is probably going to be required. Uh but that's something I do really appreciate about the movie is that I understand everybody's reaction to everything. They yeah. all make... Nothing is out of character, because I know who these characters are very quickly and effectively. hmm I agree. Yeah.
1: Um... I hate Cyril, like, a lot. Like, I hate when the captain is out trying to fix the shield, and he's yelling at him, what do you see, when yeah. he's about to die. That makes me so mad. Oh, like that
0: scene, though, that is the scene that, on Blu-ray, is just incredible. yeah. The, it is so tense. The music in this movie is a, this is a great, great score. Oh, it's beautiful. I forget who did it. Um, that one guy whose name I can't That figure. guy, dude, writes music and shit. Uh, but the music is so strong. And I think, I feel like this is another one of those scores that they've since used in other movie trailers. All the time. It was in
1: the Days of Future Past trailer, and it was so fucking uh, on Earth. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and it's very distracting. But that scene of the captain... You know, dying uh, with the what do you see and with the sun getting stronger and yeah. with that music swelling is it's one of those. Um, and I mean, I I'm going to say I do have problems with this movie. And the third time around, I figured out more specifically what those problems are. But this is also a movie that um, kind of like 2001, where you do physically experience this movie. Mm-hmm. And that is not something I say lightly. And that is something that I think is a feat of filmmaking. Is that I feel like I am in a different place when I watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, don't know what else I was gonna say, uh, Chris Evans, man, is amazing. He's so great, and this is—I mean—and I think for a lot of people, this was a movie that everybody was like oh, he's actually good. Yeah, Which he is. You could go back to Not Another Teen Movie and see that, really. Absolutely. But he's, I, and especially, again, the third time around watching it, to realize, like, as much as the first time you watch it, you think he's such a dick. When you watch it knowing where it goes, you're like, no, man, they should have listened to you the whole time. Yep. You write about everything. He's my
1: hero. He's think. the
0: best because his whole thing is we're doing – we're completing the mission. And, again, that's something like you watch it and you know you're like, oh, he, he's military. He was from a military family. Like I feel like you get that. And then if you read like the long background and all the character, you know, studies that they wrote about each character that doesn't make it into the film, like, yeah, they say that. Like, no, 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 his whole yeah. family was military. Yeah, I get that from watching the movie. And even the fact that – um his death was supposed to be him just, like, getting, you know, like, when he's stuck in the really cold water, basically, mm-hmm. or the cold ice, whatever. Um, he was supposed to just die in there from not being able to get out. And basically, Danny Boyle, having watched all the filming, was like, there's no way this character would ever give up. Yeah. So we're going to have to physically have him stuck, which is why, like, his leg got stuck. That was because they realized how well this character how strong this character was in his determination, mm-hmm. that you needed more than that to stop him. Yep. Which I think is just awesome. Um, the... Uh, now, so one of the issues I have with it, with the movie... Uh-huh. So now, okay, so I'll go through my... First time I watched this movie, I was one of, like, I think the consensus where I was dazzled and wowed and ready to, to declare it like one of the best movies I'd ever seen until I felt like, Oh, so now it kind of turns into a slasher.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. We've discussed this. We have, yeah. yeah. And
0: that's, that is really how I felt the first time I watched it. I'm like, mm-hmm. it was not a switch that I was ready for or wanted. And I kind of, yeah, you weren't you know, looking for it. Yeah. Cause you feel like yeah. you're watching this grand thing. That's almost, um, it's the word I'm looking for. That is like uh more than sending trans, trans transcending thank you Woo. I have Luke. thesaurus Ow. that is transcending um movies in a way, and then it sort of turns into this you know, 10 little Indians, how many people are left. it's
1: really big and really grand and really, you know, it's, it's, you know, the sun for fuck's sake. Right. Well, that's the thing.
0: If that was the first time I watched it, I kind of, I was like, I didn't really get that whole, I'm like, ah, it kind of goes into event horizon mode, blah, blah. So then next time I watch it, and this is after talking to people about it, after reading more about it and, getting the whole, like, a little more of the interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. Watched it, and I'm like, oh, everybody's fucking wrong. This is a masterpiece. And it is. It is about the power of the sun, which you could, you know, transfer and call it power of religion or whatever you want to call it, and say, like, this turns, this this is maddening and can turn you mad and can destroy you from within and all that. Like, yeah, get it, man. I get what you're doing, Danny Boyle. You're a genius.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: now next time I watch it, and this is this past time. And I sit down to watch it with Brandon who hadn't seen it before. And this time as I'm watching it, like I'm kind of like trying to, and cause I'm figuring, I'm like, I know what Brandon's going to say at the end. He's going to say the same thing I said the first time I saw it. Um, and he kind of did. Yeah. But there was also that like kind of trying to feel out and like, just trying to sense like, you know, what are you, what are, what are you thinking of this? And there were some things that started happening towards the end where I suddenly could I'm like, Rose, is Rose Byrne still alive? Where'd yeah. she go? Wait, does, do they not do, and my DVD sk- like skipped at one point a little bit. And then I'm like, oh man, oh man, did we skip over her death? When the movie ends, I'm like, wait, I don't, I still don't remember. Does she die? I don't think they ever show really what happens to her. Um, And it was one of those like afterwards talk, And you know, his thoughts were like, well, you know, it's great until it kind of turns to this. And I'm I'm, like, I'm just kind of listening. And then I talk to, again, like, I talk to a coworker about it. And it... And as I'm, like, explaining and trying to kind of defend it, I realize, I'm, like, you know, this is a movie that... There's one thing to say about a movie where it, it you know, you take more from it or take different things from it the more you see it. Yeah. Um, which I would say about this. I would say about a lot of films. But there's something else to a movie where, yeah, I take different things the more I see it. And then I the movie to me can't justify itself with some of the things that I and others find wrong with it. I think, mm-hmm. I think that the fact that, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe y'all say wrong. Um, but the fact that nobody watches this movie the first time and ends up hundred percent satisfied. Yeah. And then even when you go back to it, you start to see why it works and everything, but there's still, it's still not entirely there. I think there are steps missing to really lock it all together for me. To really be able to say it is a masterpiece. Mm Because I think there are storytelling elements that are not conveyed ultimately. And that's why I have to really work to defend it as opposed to, like, being able to let the movie speak for itself. Mm. Now, what do you think?
1: I And what did you think the first
0: time you watched it? I think
1: I probably had the same yeah. feeling, um, but for me, it's it's always about that. I don't mm-hmm. know. It doesn't. I don't feel that way. Um, I do think. I think that. I get what you're saying. You're not saying that it's a lesser movie because it quote unquote turns into a slasher mm-hmm. or. It feels disconnected, or if it right, it I think it, it could still just, have been a
0: masterpiece. You're just
1: saying that it it lacks the connective tissue. Yeah, there is yeah. a
0: bridge missing somewhere in there, and I don't know where it is or what it should have been.
1: No, I, I get what you're saying. I just can't say that I feel that way. Perhaps because I have too much of a personal relationship with it at this sure. point. Um, yeah. Huh. It's. It. I next time I watch it, I will watch it with that in mind.
0: It's. I mean, and I think that is something really interesting about the film is that you can apply different theories to it and see different things and everything else. And and I really do feel like the second time I watched it, I had gotten to the point where I saw everything I wanted to see in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then, you know, watching it again with a little bit more of a critical eye you know, I saw a thing there or rather I didn't see everything I wanted to see in it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's so much great about it. Um, the, uh, Oh, so I had to have the closed captions on. So I got a lot of whooshing and hissing as the uh-huh. caption. Cause you have all those like space sounds, which yeah. you know, closed caption defines as whooshing and hissing. Absolutely. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, I love the international makeup of the crew mm-hmm. which is I, belie- I hate it do you yes, why
1: because it's completely unrealistic
0: I disagree, I think it's a, disappointing- a
1: global mission, and they're all speaking english, and there's there's a couple Asian people
0: well, no because you have Chinese and Japanese and British do you have British you don't have British in this case. Right, I don't you, have, know. you have a whole lot of British actors playing American. Yeah.
1: Um, so you have three white Americans or maybe a Canadian.
0: You have white Americans slash Canadians and Japanese and Chinese, I think.
1: Uh huh. So no Russians, no Indian people, no black people. Well, I
0: think the. I'm sorry,
1: four. I'm white trying people.
0: to remember when they show Icarus 1. I feel like there is Ru- there are Russians there. Like, there is something... I might be wrong about that. I feel like they're waving a flag and, like, somebody has a Russian flag or something. To maybe. I'm like... looking for a picture of it right now. Okay. I, it To me, like, because I think what they tried to imagine it as was in, because it's set in the year 2057, mm-hmm. wh- which countries are going to be ahead of the space race at that point? And the idea being it would be... U.S. and Asia. It would be right, China and If you Japan. say
1: so, buddy.
0: I mean, Russia's not... They, they already beat us, so now they're, they're focusing on other things at that point. But they... I mean, they think they would be speaking English because that is still the international agreed-upon language for now until it becomes mm. Chinese in, you know, 10 years. Or Spanish. No. Honey... No, in in North America, yeah, Spanish. Yeah, exactly. But so by that time, we're all Europe, speaking Spanish. In Asia, no. In no, by that time, Americans might all be speaking Spanish, and exactly, be.
1: we're all speaking Spanish. You're, but else China there.
0: has no reason to speak Spanish. Um, Japan has no reason to speak Spanish. Well, then, there
1: you go. You just said fifty-fifty split, half Spanish, half
0: Chinese. But they would all be I speaking just... English. But why would they all be speaking English? Because that's still the language that's taught. Honey, I was an ESL teacher in several countries, and nobody there was learning Spanish
1: or Chinese. I'm just saying that that Chinese will make more sense. The majority of the crew was white. That's all I'm saying.
0: Will we will take? They were in white though. The The, you had okay. uh, Wait, wait, wait. How many people are in the crew? Are there is what. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in the crew. And four so of them you've were got white. half white.
1: That's not that's not universally how the world breaks down.
0: No, but if you're dealing with American NASA, that oh, right. to an extent that is. I would think. I don't right. know the numbers. We're gonna have to go to the books for a lot of this. Alright. Um, but so the I do think they're all that there should have been more of a mix of age. Because on one hand, you would try to keep a fairly young, healthy crew. But between when you have Killian Murphy, Rose Byrne, Troy Garrity, and Chris Evans, and they're all clearly in their, like, late 20s, that does seem a little extreme.
1: That they're too young? That
0: they're too young, I think. Like Killian Murphy makes sense because they kind of describe him as being like the whiz kid. So yeah, you know, yeah, 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 he's just a brilliant physicist who's young. Roseburn, because I I don't know that they exactly explain what what her thing is, what her skill is. Um, but yeah, I think between her and Chris Evans, and then the um the mathematician is also around their age. And I you know maybe like they would have to be like would have at least had to get their doctorates. So they would have had to be like in their mid twenties just to have graduated. I would think. Well,
1: w- would you say that the captain was,
0: he, I mean, he's, older though? I assumed he was in his like early forties, like good looking mm. early forties, like looks younger than he is, but he, like, he had hmm. more like weight where he felt mature and older. So yeah. I didn't have a problem with him in that age.
1: Hmm.
0: Because yeah, there like,
1: could be an argument where, that they, since this is like a seven-year mission or whatever, oh they yeah, said that I think they, they would skew.
0: Wanted, yeah, if they had yeah. to pick between a, you know, forty-five-year-old and a thirty-year-old for something, they—that's one of the big factors. Hmm. But at the same time, like they would have had to have a lot of education to be on that ship. I think. Although I don't know, in the future maybe we're just smarter. I sincerely doubt that. We're not in WALL-E, but maybe, like, it's just different in this future. Um, And there are a lot, you know, a lot of thematic tie-ins to these two movies. Are there? Well, like, I mean, the whole, you know, the Earth is destroyed or being destroyed. Uh, Okay. Really, just the one thing that sticks out to me is um, the little green plant that's a big part of WALL-E and yeah, that, that's like, true. I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, Michelle Yao's character is the botanist whose job it is is like to keep the plants alive so that they can breathe. Uh, yeah, and so she's like obsessed with the plants. And there's you know the moment where she finds there's one plant left, and it feels like you know there's just a lot of shots of that one little green plant just like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, less or more stabbings though in this movie. I think there's less, right? A few more. Um, come to think about there, they kind of break even. I'd, I'd have to look at the numbers again and crunch it to really know for sure. But yeah, we get a, I mean, as a horror movie or as like those aspects, there's some things about some things that are done really well. Like the, you know, you have enough oxygen for, for eight hours. No, Icarus. We have enough oxygen for, for 24 hours. That would be true if there were four people on board. There are five. Like, that moment, I think, is a really good reveal. It is. Um, The discovery of the the suicided mathematician, which is another Mm -hmm. one of those, like, some people say, like, no, Pinbacker killed him. But I don't think he was smart enough to stage a suicide at that point.
1: Seems oh, I never little, even thought of that. Yeah, it just
0: seems unnecessary to have done it that way to me. Because there's, like, there was just no reason to fool everybody else. And I don't think the backer was thinking that clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the gold spacesuits. It's different. Um, the, and, I mean, we've talked about, we talked about gravity briefly. Like, the terror of space and of yeah. dying in space and how awful and horrifying that is. Uh, mm-hmm. and when that happens in this movie, I think it's happens really effectively. And you know, it's, it happens, I guess twice where it's like, that's what kills a character. Um, it's a really, really upsetting. It's upsetting both times completely. There's a really good use of a dummy at one point. Like where the what? Michelle Yao dummy just like flies at the camera. Oh yeah. Huh. yeah. I was like, what dummy? And that was like, I mean, the... that wasn't her. <laughs> That was one of the um, IMDb trivia notes was that apparently, like, they made the dummy and everybody was so freaked out by how much it looked like her and how creepy it was. Cool. And everybody was very uncomfortable around it's it. It's a
1: shame they only show it for a flash then.
0: Right? Because it yeah. was clearly a good... I wonder if they reused it for anything. If they were, like, they gave it to Michelle Yao, like, home, hey, yes. next, next time you're doing a movie where you have to die, like, here, tell them to use this. That would make sense to me. Um... Oh, well, yeah. It's, uh... It is a, a big movie, and it, it earns its bigness. Um, it, and what I, it doesn't look, as much as there are, you know, you can compare it to Event Horizon in and 2001 and a couple of other things, mm-hmm. it still doesn't, it looks new. And I really like that about it. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, it's a believable future, but it's a new future. Where the, you know, even the astronaut suits don't look exactly like anything you've seen before. Mm-hmm. And when you see space and you see, you know, Mercury and all this other stuff, it's still like you're seeing it from a different point of view. And what you I mean, really, what it, it, you're seeing it from a scientist's point of view, I think. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene very early on when the captain sits him down and is like, all right, everybody here's Mercury. And there's that moment of awe of, yeah, that would be really exciting if you were a scientist on a spaceship. And I think the movie really gives that weight to science and kind of has an, an awe of it okay. that I really appreciate.
1: Yeah. It definitely feels like it exists in its own world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Science bitch. In the words of, uh, Jesse Pinkman. So, yeah, do you have uh, more to say? I don't think so. Hmm. Apparently another interesting bit of trivia was that Michelle Yao, basically Danny Boyle really liked her and liked her audition and kind of said to her, you can pick any character to be in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's the one she picked, which is what I really... what That makes me really like her because that is a very smart but selfless choice if that was true with that being the role she picked
1: yeah
0: because it by no means is is the most is the flashiest or most interesting time but she is so good at it and so suited for it that Mm -hmm. i couldn't picture her in any of those other roles um although actually now that i say that i could i could picture her having been the captain And been very believable in that part. Yeah, totally. Um, but I really like that about her, that that was the role that she felt she was drawn to. And I think she ends up projecting quite a lot without having the dialogue in the movie to do so. Mm -hmm. So That made me respect her quite a bit.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a good choice. I mean, she is one of the, the best
0: characters in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, it's a really strong cast and a really well acted movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's bad. Again, I think there is something I would have liked some people to be a little older, but I think everybody is great. And um, Chris Evans gets, plays such a good dick. Mm-hmm. But again, he's totally right. Yeah. No, I know. He has attitude and he's so great at it. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's a Danny Boyle sunshine, eh? I think it is, yeah, I mean i I think easily this is his best movie, um, oh for me, yeah, yeah, it is I, it is his grandest and most ambitious and everything else, and what's interesting is um, we'll talk about this with Wally, which came out I guess technically the year later, and the Oscar year that Wally was eligible for ended up being a very um important Oscars. Because that's really the Oscar that led to the 10 Best Picture nominees. Mm -hmm. Because the year WALL-E was not nominated for Best Picture was also the year that The Dark Knight was not nominated. And that was the year that the Best Picture winner was Slumdog Millionaire. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Like, Slumdog Millionaire, it's a sweet movie, it's cute. But many people will agree that that is also one of the worst Best Picture choices. And it's interesting to me that this movie... And it might have been bigger in England, I'm sure it was, just from it being, from Danny Boyle having a bigger presence there, especially at that time. Um, But that this kind of came and went and did not get a lot of attention or a lot of acclaim. And then, but then Danny Boyle, the the very next year, won the Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire, which is a very different, lesser movie. It's a Hollywood man weird weird place it, re- it really is yeah all right so any more or do you want to rate this movie
1: i don't know i don't think i have
0: uh, much else okay to this, is, say. this is a hard rating to do quality of film really you go this first this is a really hard for one for me um it's tough because again there is so much about this movie that is amazing and incredible um mm-hmm. and that i love and appreciate and celebrate and recommend and then there are some things that just really do keep it from crossing over to where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go an even eight for quality of film. Eight. For quality eight. Of film. There are, I'm telling you, the second time I watched this movie, I would have given it like a nine. But yeah. watching it this time around and seeing or not seeing what I think is there, um, I'm going to go eight. Hmm. All
1: right. All right. Well, I will go nine. Okay. Um, I just found a part in Wikipedia called Writing and Scientific Inaccuracy, Hmm. and I don't think I'm going to read that. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: sounds like it's for nerds.
1: There was a couple things that made me go like, wait a minute, but I don't want to think about it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I
1: think it works with its inaccuracy. Mm -hmm. You just kind of have to believe what the movie tells you.
0: Yeah. Considering the next movie we're going to talk about involves robots falling in love, I think... You can give it a pass.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So what is your, oh, so you did your grade nine. Um, Enjoyment of life and such. um, For that, I'm going to go 8.75. Because this movie Mm -hmm. really does affect me.
1: Yep.
0: 9.5. 9.5. All right. So that is our thoughts on Sunshine. We'll take a quick break and come back and talk about one of the best movies ever. Wally. Baby, do you know that that's why? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say- Traveling in time one year after Sunshine, but I think another like 100 or 200 years in the future of Sunshine uh, to the time of Wally. 2008, directed by Andrew Stanton, who had also done Finding Nemo and later did uh, John Carter. So he has a mixed track record when it comes to the box office, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Wally, I have seen now a few times. Christine, this was your first time watching it. It was. Would you like to tell the fine people at home what Wally is about?
1: It is about Earth which has been abandoned
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: people of Earth have retreated to the skies and there's a little robot that lives on Earth and he's a robot and he crushes things and his name's Wally. And then another robot shows up. Um on a mission to find on a directive. something, she finds something, and then stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know how are we. I don't know if she spoil things. Are we spoiling? Them? Nah,
0: I mean, I don't think we have to go into the full detail, but I mean, that's the bulk of it. Wally's all alone with. Well, it's him and his little cockroach. I love that cockroach. Oh my god! I mean, do you know what they do? You know what they called? They like named the cockroach. They named it Hal. Like cute. They, the, the name never comes up in the movie, but apparently that's what the animators called him. Um, the first time I saw this movie, like, the next day I was in my apartment and I saw a cockroach. And I opened the window and, like, helped him outside of it. Because I wasn't about to kill the cockroach. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what if he's the last cockroach and he's your only friend? It's uh-huh. really upsetting. Um, so, yeah, while he's alone with his cockroach, until Eve shows up looking for life. Um, and maybe love... So I make no bones about it. This was on my, I think this was like number, what was it? Like number eight or so on my best of all time list. Mm -hmm. I fucking love this movie. Um, I loved it the first time I saw it. I continue to love it and find new things to love about it. And it impresses me every time I see it. Um, Christine, what did you think of Wally? (sighs) I
1: I don't know. Um, um, I guess it was, I don't know, like 10 minutes in maybe. Um, it was basically just Wally wheeling around. He had to put on like, um, a new little, um, tread on his, on his little wheel. And there was, and and there was, there was a cockroach and he gave him a Twinkie. Mm -hmm. I Uh, love that he
0: feeds the cockroach Twinkies because Twinkies are all that's left. But they He left. Uh,
1: that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was crying so hard that I was considering stopping watching. Oh,
0: God. It. So you did love it?
1: I didn't love it. No, you didn't. I, no, I didn't. Um, but you I didn't made love you it. cry. I liked it. It, okay. it was. It was. It was good. But I mean, and I didn't like. I didn't love it. But I have a weird thing with robots. Okay. And I also find Pixar to be very manipulative. That's fair. And, and I, I, I almost threw up. It was another up situation. I couldn't breathe. I got really upset. I almost had a panic attack. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Um, Zach had to stop the movie and tell me beat by beat what was going to happen oh. and that I, I, everything was going to be okay so I could continue to watch it.
0: What, it was I, just too much emotionally for you? Yeah.
1: It was awful. Oh, Um, so once we get to a certain part where, like, the narrative really kicks in, and they, and they get to space, and it's, like, how do we get the little plant back? Right. We're in space. How do we get out of this situation? How do we get out of that situation? I think I was okay once we get to that point. Yeah. But, like, up until when when it was really moving along with, like, a clear directive, so to speak. That's um, fine. I, I had a really tough time. Like, yeah, it hurt I mean, this heart. is,
0: I, I, okay, I, I, I hear you. Because this, I mean, infamously, there are people that will say, oh, the first 45 minutes of this movie are a masterpiece, and then it just becomes a kid's film. Oh, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't all. think
1: that's the truth. I that's mean, very, um, that's oversimplifying and being, very much. and being really, there's a word I'm looking for that, perfectly It is, it's very dismissive and it's 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 really pompous i think yeah. it's a pompous thing to say like you can't speak so boldly about mm-hmm. a portion of a movie and then just the rest is just reduced to
0: right just garbage. because there's like physical humor or something mm. the what's funny is like when i edited it because i always wanted to cover this movie when I had initially like thought of like what to pair it with, I was I'm like we should totally do this with Idiocracy mm-hmm. because they I mean imagine a very similar future yeah a future where mankind has basically gotten so slobbish that you know and I kind of like that aspect oh god I love that yeah and they what what's what amazes me about this movie and there's several things but one of which is how it communicates. Um, the situation without having to tell you the way, and it's a kid's movie, you know, for all, for all intents and purposes, this is a movie made for a young audience and yet you don't have, you know, the opening of beauty and the beast has a narration explaining the history of the beast, but the opening of WALL-E just has this robot Alone in the Earth, mm-hmm. running by a newspaper that shows you some stuff. Um, and then, yeah. you know, running by an ad where Fred Willard is, which is a wonderful use of Fred Willard, um, kind of giving you the background of, okay, Earth, we're going up because we made it too dirty, but these robots are going to clean it for us. Um, I think that is done so well and is so, like the old... Uh, kind of insulting about about children's films is if they insult their audience or if they respect like that kids are smart and will understand things and that's something that I think Pixar especially has done well with especially like this and Finding Nemo even which I'm not the biggest fan of but both you know aren't speaking down to a young audience at all Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: this one doesn't you know we get it and I've this movie was huge when it came out. Made a whole lot of money. Kids loved it, and I think they understood what was going on. And that's really impressive for a movie that has like essentially four lines of dialogue in its first forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I the I just I love the opening of this movie. Just I love love the use of the Hello Dolly soundtrack. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it's really, it's really effective. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so effective and it's so adorable that it caused me physical pain. He, like,
0: he's, he's so cute. Yeah. And I told you, my parents uh, have a dog that they got shortly after this movie came out and they named him Wally. That's cute. Um, And it like, and that's his personality. He's just, he's one of those dogs that just loves everybody and everything. Um, and that's, Wally in this movie is so good hearted mm-hmm. and is a robot and there's, you know, he's not a magical robot. He doesn't have a soul except obviously he does. And there's a, you know, no explanation of it other than he was, he's the only creature alive basically and has formed his own personality and own little, um, you know, little, uh, tricks and little things that make him interesting. Yeah. And you know, he has this curiosity about mankind. And he is not human. He did not come from this world really. But he's obsessed with these things that um, say something about the world that he doesn't know. So he collects and he, he has his little... He goes to work and has a little backpack that's a that, little... Don't you love the backpack? It was... That was too
1: much. It was so cute. It was... It was... And, a and his, cooler. The, the cooler, him. I know he was just using his little mechanical arms, the way that they were designed to be used to lift it up and put it on his back. But it was, it was too cute. It was so cute. And when he's bringing the stuff back and he's sorting it, the spork. It was he so little. It was it so Little Mermaid that it was. almost I,
0: I, I feel like the spork was an homage to the Little Mermaid. It was like
1: sickeningly cute. The yeah, broad. he didn't know how to. And he didn't know how to classify it. It was really really cute and really sweet. And then um, it can, I mean he does. He, he he's not human or whatever, but all he is is a big ball of humanity. Yeah. Like when when he's, when when, okay? when his ta- he thinks his, yeah, when he thinks his tape got ruined, he gets oh, so panicked I know. and and twists it back so that the tape gets sucked into the VHS
0: again. It was so cute. I know. The, the moment that always gets me, and I mean, I, this is the, one of those movies, um, and I can say this about my favorite of the Pixar movies, I have to remember not to watch it too late at night because I cry so much when I watch it that I get a headache. Like if yeah. I go to sleep having cried, I'll have a headache the next day. Um, and the moment that really gets me, and there, I mean, there's another moment that to me is like the most beautiful moment in the history of cinema. Um, but when he's watching the Hello, Dolly and he tries to hold his own hand. Yeah. That moment when he's, you know, there's a close up of them holding hands, and he's just, because again, it's him trying to understand and trying to get something that he doesn't have access to, and he takes his little robot hands and he's, you know, trying to clasp it. Because then once he meets Eve, that's like his end game is hold her hand. Yeah. Like more than like, you know, he wants, you know, he's trying to, his best to flirt and everything else, but like to him, the moment something will happen and the moment, like, he knows that they're together is when they can hold each other's hands. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Um so when we meet Eve, who's a fucking iPod with eyes, and that's yeah. all she is, and yet you know everything she's feeling. And I love that. I mean she and I think they had um like it was the animators that designed her, but they showed her not to Steve Jobs, but whoever else was like a very high in the ranks of Apple to kind of like help with the design. And like the guy was so, was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> because she is, she's just a little white iPod and she has these blue eyes and that's the only expression she has or her eyeballs. Yeah. Um, and yet, and I love that she's so different from Wally as like physically, the way they move, the sounds they make. Um, they both happen to be robots, but very distinctively different, uh, and so she, she, and she's also a kick-ass female character.
1: She, she really right? is. She's, she
0: really is. She has her job and she's very dedicated to it. And she's very good at it. Um, but I mean, like anybody, she's also very quickly charmed by Wally.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and there, the softening of her to him and the way, like over the course of 90 minutes, the way these robots fall in love, and especially the yeah. way he, she falls in love with him, because like immediately it's love at first sight for him because he's never seen another creature. So when he sees this beautiful white, blue-eyed robot, um, wow, that suddenly sounds really Aryan. But anyway, um, <laughs> but that's not how they. That's, that. that's neither here nor there. When when he sees her, he's instantly smitten. But with her, at first, he's kind of this annoyance and he's in the way and he's blocking her from her job. But the way she's slowly charmed by him and then like the reveal of when she sees how he was trying to take care of her when she was like in lockdown mode Mm -hmm. is just this like wonderful moment where you see her falling in love with him. Yeah. It's really cute. Again, you see it in her eyeballs and that's it. Um and so it ends up being this beautiful romance. It is one of my favorite film romances of all time um, because they, I believe them falling in love. I want them to fall in love. Every, I want them to have cute robot babies. Um, however, that works, I don't really know, but I'm mm-hmm. there for it. Um, and just their courtship and how, like, I mean, he's essentially a silent film character, and that's one of the things that they like the animators are very inspired by was silent movies and that kind of physical comedy is like when Wally keeps embarrassing himself when he's trying to impress her.
1: It's very cute. It
0: is just so cute. And the music is great. The soundtrack to the score is, is wonderful and very playful. Um, The, uh, another moment I just love is when they like finally introduce each other. Um, And, you know, uh, he says his name and his reaction to her saying his name out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, he, he like, can't quite say her name, right? He says, Eva, um, very which, cute. It's just so cute. And I love that you can see how charmed she is by that. Yeah. Cause like she laughs when he says it, but then it's like, every time he kind of says it, she sort of has this like smile in her little, little bleeping eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just when, you know, when she says Wally and he just like melts it is so great. Um, and then we get to space, mm-hmm. uh, again, something this we movie do does that sunshine does. This movie has a, um, way of conveying a love and awe of outer space
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Wally is essentially hitching a ride on the spaceship, like the, the music and the visuals at that point. And this was, I, this might've been like the last non 3d Pixar um, which I think is really interesting because you could see how easily they would have put it in 3d, but on the flip side, it's so visually good that even on my, you know, flat blu-ray, yeah, I don't need it. It, feel, it feels like 3d just the way it is. And it's beautiful and, sp- and they convey space being this incredibly amazing visual and he's amazed by it. You know, he touches stars or matter or something and it kind of like swizzles around him um and i i really appreciate that about the movie i guess yeah that
1: was really cute that yeah. was
0: a, and then we meet humankind yes um so now which we, apparently that's a big reveal which and in a way it is because the movie i mean prior to that you have no way of knowing Yeah, I mean, I guess come to think of it, when I saw this movie, I think I already knew a lot about it. Mm. But yeah, if you didn't know anything about it, especially if you're watching the first 45 minutes and you assume it's just going to be about these robots, um, when you meet the people, like, first of all, the fact that there are people is surprising, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And how many movies, much less animated kids movies, can you think of where there are no conventionally attractive people? Yeah, yeah. Right. And it, they are it's not that they're fat because they're lazy, although that's part of it. It's also that they have the space body because if you're in space too long, you will start your joints start to like coagulate and you turn yeah. into jelly. So there are some science facts to that. Um, do you want to live in a world where you get to scoot around on your like electric uh, chair and stuff? No, it seemed terrible. Yeah, I agree.
1: It really did seem good at all, and then every all the food you consume is you just drink
0: it, which I could not do. I don't know how people do juicing fast stuff because I even if I eat ice cream, I need there to be like something like cookies in my ice cream. I don't do yeah. the liquid diet thing. Yeah, yeah, that would bother me. Um, they, they, I mean, they convey a man, you know, mankind that has uh, become very lazy about itself without being mean i think
1: no no that's a good point and i i even said that i said it was i'm glad they did it it was dangerous water mm-hmm. yeah like they and, could have
0: made fat jokes or implied and they, fat didn't, jokes. And they,
1: they didn't. didn't vilify anybody nope. or make it seem like no one was incompetent mm-hmm. or like overly goofy
0: right it was just that these people have lived for the last 100 200 years in a world where everything is provided for them and yeah. they don't have to get up. Um, and you know, and they do that, I think really effectively by giving you two characters who have an awakening essentially, mm-hmm. um, where it's it's John Ratzenberger, who's it's Pixar. So you have to use him. Um, it's him and Mrs. Poole, I think, right. From, uh, the Hogan family. Is oh, it? Geez. I no, don't it's know. not. It's Kathy and Jimmy. Is it *Camping yeah, Oh Captain my gosh, Captain it is! Yeah, yeah, there it is. Um, so you just have two characters who happen, who both kind of have like, bump into Wally, really. Who just from like that one moment of meeting a robot and mm-hmm. like looking around them and seeing like, oh, right, there is a world outside of what's exactly in front of me, which is my TV screen.
1: Yeah.
0: And they do it like, and it's just done so well, where it's really effective and really small. And they, you know, to introduce characters that late in a movie that have a payoff, but don't take anything away okay, from like you? the main story. Oh, there you are. It's really impressive. No. I mean, I could, I could just keep going. That's the problem when I talk about Wally. Um, yeah. Did you also like the little robot Mo?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely! I liked all the little robots. Yeah. Or like, I guess, I mean, other than Mo, they were all mostly like broken.
0: Oh robots. I love the broken robot scene
1: Yeah they're really funny and yep. cute And I like how They all banded together I thought that was Pretty yeah. adorable
0: And little yeah. Mo just keeps cleaning mm-hmm. I, just, I love Mo Um there's a, um, The Blu-ray has a lot Of special features and there's one short where it's Just Mo like going through his day and like all things happening and he just keeps cleaning And it's really cute That's really cute he just, Mo. Um And again, like, Wally makes friends with everybody because he's Wally. Like, of Mm -hmm. course he does. Um, The, if I had to have a flaw with the movie, I think the one flaw I have is the, is the villain, which is, there's another robot that looks exactly like uh, the actual Hal from 2001. Um, And it's like the one kind of block that they have to deal with. And I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, like, that's something that it feels like, I don't know that you needed. It just feels like a less organic. For a movie that's so organic yeah. and flows and nothing feels out there, that's the one thing that feels like they couldn't quite figure out how to have a block to where they needed to get to. And so they kind of introduced this one evil robot. Um Yeah. <sighs>
1: I never, I didn't think about it in that context. Yeah, and
0: it's, it's one of those, like, if I, if I was forced to find a flaw, and I, again, I think this is a near-perfect movie. Yeah. Um, so my favorite scene, one of my favorite movie scenes of all time, easily, is the, uh, when Wally has something for Eve that she thought she lost, and he shows it to her. And she's really happy, and she kisses him, and they have their space dance.
1: That is cute, yes.
0: It is, like, one of... It is, like, again, when I say, like, this is my favorite romance, it is to me the best cinematic representation of love that I can Mm -hmm. think of. Because it's purely physical. It's They have a little robot kiss, and then he, like, starts floating away because he's so like, oh, And then they just dance in space for like a few minutes and the music's great and it's really pretty and other people are watching and it's just this like beautiful connection of this is what love is and I love it
1: That's it's lovely. really cute it's yeah really
0: cute. and I just love that this is a you know this is a kids movie this is you know if we were little this would have been the Lion King or you know whatnot um but the ambition and payoff and poetry of it, I think, is just something that I, I can't think of another film that does all of that so well and in such a unique and effective way. Yeah. And, I mean, then you get Fred Willard, who um, they say they cast because he was the, quote-unquote, the most friendly and insincere car salesman that they could think of. And he makes a perfect—that's uh, fine. Like not villain, but like it's—it's it's exactly what what he would be. And um, I think they say because at first they introduce him as the, like the pre, the CEO of By and Large, which yeah. again just makes me think of idiocracy. Uh, but then I think later they have him; they call him like the president, as if he is also the president of the United States. Um, which again, there's some really interesting. Subtle satire to that, and to the idea of corporate America, and um, and all of this, and how we're just sh- constantly shooting ourselves in the foot for the next generation by mm-hmm. not cleaning up, and by not dealing with our problems, and we just keep pushing it until the point where the only person that can save us is an adorable robot named Wally Yeah,
1: he was he was cute. He was, so cute. and it was. I mean, it was a good movie. It was. You can't. I don't think. I think you'd be an asshole to argue that. It, that it's not a good movie, like, because it is, mm-hmm. it's it hits everything right. I, I can't think of for me any m- missteps. Um, oh, I'm going back through. Like, I at no point was I like, oh, now I'm out. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like that. I didn't feel disjointed, it didn't feel overly long. I've heard people say it's too long. Um... Or it feels too long, rather, because I, I guess it, it, the runtime. Because the way people talked about it, how long it felt, I thought it was going to be well over two hours. I
0: mean, it's a little longer than your average kids movie. It's about maybe that's things, what it maybe, is. One 140, yeah. or is a lot of kids movies are going to be ninety minutes in an out. Because to
1: because to me, I'm, since I don't watch that many kids movies, I don't. That's not the structure of a of movie watching in my head. Right. Like I budget a certain amount of time to watch a movie, like you know, two right, hours. I expect
0: most movies to be two hours or a little yeah. Hour. Yeah. So
1: maybe that's why the the pacing and the, how it timed out didn't didn't affect me. Like I was like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. It felt like it should feel. I didn't think there was any issue with the transition from Earth to space. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was weird to all of a sudden introduce like speaking humanoid characters. Right. I didn't have any issue with how it ended it didn't it didn't feel contrived it like there was teamwork and messaging and good vibes and happy thoughts without being like cheesy yeah, so I can't complain about anything in that regard like it was happily ever after, but I wanted it to be and I think it, I might have died if I wasn't yeah like,
0: exactly that's I've read um one review on Salon that was, like, gave it this, you know, did what a lot of people, it's the same way people talk about Sunshine in a way where everybody says the same thing at first of, like, oh, the first half is so good, and then the second half doesn't equal it. But yeah. what, what Salon was saying was, um, you know, it's, it's so good about, you know, pointing out all, be, kind of being very cynical and pointing out all these, you know, being daring and everything else, and then it wraps everything up in a bow. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, of course it fucking does. It's a kids' movie. Um, second of all, it, of course, it doesn't. It's not. They come to Earth and then you know everything is great and they're happily ever after. Like you no, know, they land on Earth because, and even that, like the captain discovering all these things on Earth that he doesn't know was, about. That was
1: really endearing uh, and I love cute. That. Yeah, yeah. Like learning,
0: like on Earth, there's this thing called dancing and pizza and. All this great stuff that he he's so excited, realizing oh this is what we're supposed to be experiencing. Yeah. And when and they land on Earth, it's like okay, the world is still covered in dirt. Um, we have to learn how to grow fruit again and how yeah. to tend the land and take care of each other. Yeah, it's
1: you know what that's a really good example of this movie not being cynical. Yeah, but it shouldn't be cynical,
0: right? It's it, it, how it's not. can There's it no place end? For it. Like, what's it going to do? It's going to end on, like, the plant dying? Or it's going to end on, like, like you know, Wally one kid sitting there, like, flittering? Like, no, like, you're you're ending on a moment of hope because that's what this movie's about. Yeah. And Wally and Eve get to live happily ever after with their other robot friends. I do wonder was... if there's, an like, integration or not.
1: That You know, I had a lot of questions, but I think that's just because of the, the other types of movies that I usually watch. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, you know, taken it face value, it was good. Everybody was happy. H- humans learned, and they were grateful with robots, and everything was good and happy. Yeah. But who's to say if that really happened? Um,
0: <laughs> You're right. We could have all been seeing it from Mo's point of view. You know, it was it was it was good, and I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> I'm sorry I put you through such an emotional experience. No,
1: it was, I would have, I was really close to shutting it off. Aww. And like, I think I actually said, how can I convince her I actually watched this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, well, you did a good it, job if you didn't actually finish No, it. I did. I
1: watched it and I had to be talked down a few times. Oh no.
0: Like, was it all in those first 45 minutes? Probably. Yeah. yeah yeah because um, it, it's really emotional without um like it's it is just it's the loneliness i think of wally yeah that is conveyed. Yeah, i guess that's, that's what it is um, yeah like i i remember the first time i watched it the moment where he thinks he's crushed his cockroach yeah oh my god like i was ready to be like i can't do this but he didn't he's okay
1: yeah, and that's that's the thing Like, I actually had to be told That everything was going right <laughs> to be alright To calm me down um, But yeah, he's, he's lonely And isolated And there's this thing with robots I can't really articulate it But they're just so They're like some, when, when people make robot movies Or robot like this movies They're always like the embodiment of innocence Yeah and, like, there's something about that that really upsets
0: me. <laughs> I guess, because, I mean, what it is, it's the whole, we made you, you know, hu- human beings are responsible for your construction. Um, and now everything you experience is our fault, in a way, I think. Yeah. There's something there's, to that. And especially in this case where it's like, it's as if we abandoned... We abandoned him, yeah. Yeah, one, the one creature left on Earth... Um,
1: And all he's doing is, is his job. Like there's, there's something really upsetting about that. Like even, even when Eve is just like kind of in her hibernation state, he has, he has to go off to work and he's looking up at her. It's just really, really upsetting.
0: Um, And then there's the moment later on in the film where he kind of gets rewired,
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's Zach warned me about oh it God, he's like, that, that he's so like well, it's gonna seem like he doesn't remember but he'll remember he'll okay. okay yeah I, I was spoken to like a child and quite frankly I deserved it
0: <laughs> that, that moment though is so gut-wrenching yeah because all of a sudden it's like you're, you're seeing him as as what he was supposed to be instead of what he became yeah like you're seeing Wally without a soul yeah, um, I don't like where it. Where he's just doing his robot job. And Eve's reaction to it especially is the most horrifying thing. Because again, the look in her face in her eyes and her blue little yeah, eyes she... and her voice is just, you know, especially knowing what she was, where she was very dedicated to her job and that was it. And to watch her watch him now with this sense of horror of, No, you're not you're not the robot I fell in love with. Yeah. Um, that scene is so crushing. And, I mean, I always know it's coming, but every time I'm like, just kiss him already. Please kiss him. babe robot, kiss him.
1: Yeah. It was, that's a tough one. Yeah. Ugh.
0: But it's okay. It ends up okay. And I kind of do really want that, um, because then during the ending, they, like, which I I like the way the credits are done, where they sort of do these, like.
1: Yeah, um, that was cute. The
0: cave drawings that turn into, you know, as if, like essentially mankind is restarting. It's yeah. So they show like cave drawings that turn into, you know, the history and that one, like, like um, Van Gogh esque oil painting of Wally and Eve sitting together mm-hmm. by the lake. I kind of want that framed.
1: Yeah. It is really cute. Yeah. It's
0: really cute. Um, and another random fun fact of the movie is that um, cinematographer Roger Deakin served as an advisor on this movie. All right. That they they went to him to like ask for advice. I'm like, okay, how would you show a world like this? Hmm. Well, and it's I mean, a it's a good looking movie. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful movie, and just so different. And I love that about it. Um, the design was also based on the um, on Chernobyl and Bulgaria, where I guess there was a very large garbage waste. Disposal oh, interesting. For a very long time. Yeah, it's uh you know one of those movies that I would um that I you know I own it and I will go back to it many times. i and will never watch you this never again. Watch it again even knowing what where, where that everything what, what happens.
1: I would have to be in a really good strong place to ever look at this again. I had a, it was it was it was like painful i i think that's how some people feel watching horror movies like okay. tortured, like yeah.
0: punished you know what i mean like the, like those, those weirdos that don't like horror movies <laughs> those freaks <laughs> no i know but what like, you mean there is that like i can get that there are some movies where i know you know if i know there's going to be animal deaths or animals yeah. put at risk where you don't even bother right? i just don't want to do that to myself yeah. um and that's why i love the website does the dog die.com it tells you, if I dog need dogs. one
1: that are the robots sad.com. Yeah. Cause I will not
0: even, it's, it's, I sad. hear
1: that Chappy is not even good, but my boss was like, Oh yeah, it's not that great. And I was like, but I get really upset when robots are upset. And he's like, you probably shouldn't watch it. <laughs> um,
0: okay. We'll make sure next time, anytime you're going to watch a robot movie, just, you know, ask me or ask the Facebook group, like, Get a consensus first. That's why I waited so long to watch Congo, and look what I was missing. My god. I know. Wow. wow. God. I, the other
1: day, I forget where I was. I was at some, I think, a comic shop, and they had, co- like, the old Congo toys. Nice. And I
0: thought of you. oh very nice. Was there a Tim Curry one? Did, did, and did you press a button, and he talked with a funny accent? I
1: think it, it was just that monkey.
0: Oh. I think did I you just I the with a martini glass? glass?
1: No, I would have bought it for
0: you. That <laughs> would have been amazing. Oh, he made good gorilla. Um, but yeah, it's, I understand what you're saying. This is a movie that is, has so much humanity to it that it is not, it's not a light watch because it's so, the characters are so, um, lovable and what's the word I'm looking for An empathetic. Yeah. Absolutely. You want the best for them. More than anything in the world. Like, in Sunshine, if humanity didn't get saved, I'd be okay. But in this movie, if, you know, if Eve doesn't hold Wally's hand, I will not be okay.
1: Well, what, does it say something about us, or is it just the construct of the movie? But the stake seemed higher in Wally, and it was just about a robot holding another robot's hand.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. <laughs> and I really know, I think it is. I think it's the movie and this is a movie. I I don't know anybody um, that has seen it that has not agreed that it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it might not have made everybody's best of list. It was, it certainly did make quite a few. Uh, it was uh, AFI does, it does a best movies of the year and this was on their list. Mm -hmm. Um, was this and like i was saying this was not nominated for best picture this was the same year of the dark knight when the dark knight was not nominated for best picture and the next year or maybe it was two years after now that i'm saying that basically they went to 10 picks very soon after this in yeah part, and i think it was really because of the dark knight and wally where people looked at those movies and was like first of all the biggest moneymakers of the year mm-hmm. that were also the best critically reviewed films that were still not nominated for Oscars. And yeah. They need some way
1: to, yeah. Like, and yeah. like
0: that says something about the Oscars, not the movies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think this is the way, and like you were saying about like, is Pixar just manipulative? Eh, I mean, there, there's certainly, I'm sure they went through a lot of looks for Wally to figure out what is like, how are we... What's clicking the most with the audience? Is it... Do we need to make his eyes bigger? Do we need to make him look, you know, yeah. more yellow, more brown?
1: Manipulative is a, is a harsh word. Mm-hmm.
0: But there, I mean, there is certainly a skill and science behind how some of their movies are so universally, emotionally yeah. effective.
1: I do. I feel like I'm getting jerked around a little bit, but not in,
0: like... A mean way. right? And that's what I was worried about. I could see that. Um, i trying to think, because of the Pixar movies, I mean, to me, again, this, to me, I think, is easily the best of them. Um, like, the, the most... I've never of, really seen, I haven't seen that many. There's a lot I haven't seen. I feel like I've seen a lot, but some of the big, I didn't see The Incredibles or Ratatouille. Yeah, me neither. Um, or Brave, I still haven't seen. Me neither. Uh, oh, cool. Wow. I thought you
1: could see way more than me. I
0: just never got around to them. And they're not on Instant Watch yet, so I haven't watched them.
1: That's true. That's a good point. They're, they they're, they're something you kind of have to be more active.
0: Yeah. In, oh, well, because, and, and, and I mean, in fairness, Disney is smart about well, yeah. putting a lot of energy and investment in their home media. Yeah. So, like, every Pixar movie, whether you like it or not, is probably worth owning on Blu-ray because they're all mm-hmm. going to look great and be loaded with features. Yeah. You know, but it also makes it harder to then watch it on your own, uh, without paying 30 bucks for the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I mean, like thinking of toy of all three of the Toy Stories, especially the second two, there's definitely moments that are kind of universally tear inducing. Yeah. Um, both I think are organic to the story and don't feel like they're just trying to twist a knife in me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like the fact that, everybody who watches Up has the same reaction where that opening scene and then the fucking scrapbook, everybody, as soon as those things happen are just instant tears. You know, what is going on there? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, in this one, I think, because it's not, to me, it's different from, you know, Woody and his friends holding hands at that exact moment of like, oh my God. In this one, it's like, it, it, you don't necessarily know why you're crying or why you're about to cry. Cause a lot of times it's, you know, it's something that that's almost there, almost not there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel deliberately manipulative. I think, I think it's just really what happens when you create amazingly lovable, um, identifiable robot characters that are adorable.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to... I wasn't mad at them mm. after. And, I, and that's something I would have been. I know that sounds unreasonable, but I could have seen myself <laughs> being, like, really angry. Right.
0: Like my my best be. example, I think, of emotional manipulation in a film would be pay it forward.
1: Oh, I've never actually sat through that. But, yeah, I get, I, when you use that as an example, I kind yeah. of get that.
0: It just and even Gilbert Grape, to an extent... Yeah. Where it feels so aggressively um, dramatic to a way that's supposed to make you, oh, this terrible thing happens to a likable character. This terrible yeah. thing happens to a likable character. This terrible thing happens, and now We're it's s- over. Nothing. So you're going to walk out of that theater sobbing. No, no, no. I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're totally right because it's not like they they put him through hell mm-hmm. to get him out on the other side, and you have to go through this painful, awful journey with this adorable robot. You don't. Right. Maybe that's why it's so upsetting Because he's just he, He's just lonely and he goes to work And that's really awfully in, Awful and relatable
0: Yeah, it's, now that you say that That's a really good point Like he's He's a single guy with You know, and all he has is his job and his pet Yeah, man All these that's things are like, very fulfilling But, you know, yeah. he's missing a couple of crucial things
1: oh boy yeah I think, hmm. I think that's a good point this
0: wally like, is a metaphor for yeah a lot of other things
1: yeah so his loneliness is a lot more relatable than like the profound loneliness of space or something yeah,
0: yeah. damn that's deep wow Whew, we are a- smart
1: i think we just talked that out I, we did uh, <laughs> all right
0: you ready to rate it I think
1: I am. I would like you to go first, though.
0: Okay. For, I mean, quality of film, I will make no bones about it. I think it is a master. Where I say Sunshine comes, comes yeah. close but doesn't get there, I think this is a masterpiece. Um, it has a flaw, which is, I think, its story gets a little easy towards the end with the mm-hmm. evil robot. That does take something away. Um, but this this might be the highest rating I've ever given a movie on our show. I'm going to go 9.5. Wow. Yeah. To me, wow. it's so near, not just near perfect, but but a masterpiece.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. 9.5. Yeah,
0: I'm doing it. I'm going. On
1: quality of film.
0: Yep. Wow. All right, I was going
1: to go like 8.5. It's okay. I was going to go 8.5.
0: That's okay. You can say it
1: louder. 8.5. Okay, there you go. Uh, Enjoyment of life. I'm so curious where you'll
0: go with this.
1: I don't know. I don't think I can answer this question. That's a
0: really complicated question for you. N.A. Not available.
1: (laughs) Not applicable.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, I I just got to go 10 because I, like I said, I'll revisit it a lot. I find new things to love about it every time. And without it, I don't know what my parents' dog's name would have been.
1: That's true. You have something bigger right on this. Um. Okay, let me do it this way. Let me break it down this way. (laughs) So, I was upset to the point where I wanted to shut it off. Mm -hmm. But I also liked it. Mm -hmm. So, and I just said it was a really, like a well-made quality film. That I would, you know, I couldn't not recommend it. Um, So I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. Based on how awful of an experience... (laughs)
0: <laughs> Based on how much it made me hate everything. Yeah, okay. it made me really upset. I understand. Okay. All right. Are you okay? You need a minute? No, I'm all right. I'm okay. All right. So that was our uh, our talk on WALL-E which is not on Instant Watch, I don't think.
1: I don't think so. We, I think we bought it through Amazon.
0: Okay. It's, uh, and I'm telling you right now if um, you think you're ever going to want to rewatch it, the Blu ray is well worth owning. There's, mm, con- it, a, there's an Andrew Stanton commentary. That's great. I was great. gonna say there's
1: probably a lot of features on there. Yeah, huh? a lot
0: of different features, a lot of making of, all that stuff. Andrew Stanton talks a lot about Hello Dolly, so you know that's good. Yeah. All right. So now, um, net onto new business. Uh huh. Netflix Instant Picks. Um. Yeah, I have one. Okay.
1: Would you want me to do mine?
0: Why don't you go so I can check to see if something else was on Instant?
1: Okay. Well, mine is is um has a terrible American title.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I don't even
1: want to say. Is
0: it witching and bitching? Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's it's like La Brujas Day. De... Yeah. This yeah. Is, this movie has an awful American. I agree. The American title even, makes it sound really stupid. But this movie is amazing. Couldn't they just
1: call it like Las Brujas? I How mean, yeah. Even take out the really difficult to say Z word.
0: Agreed. It just it's but, yeah. It, if like it's hard to recommend that with a straight face but it's really good i didn't know
1: i didn't know anything about it just that it kept co- going by in mm-hmm. netflix and then i started to hear people talk about it and then i realized it was that alex de la iglesia yeah. and i was like oh
0: mm-hmm. oh it's so fun
1: it's so good yeah it's funny. The tone is bizarre, but it's still really, really great. I yes. I was shocked how much I liked it.
0: And I love the lead woman in that. Um, she was also in his other movie, The Last Circus, which I did like. I thought did not get where it needed to get. Um, and she's I mean she's gorgeous. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah, yeah. She's also great. Like I feel like she makes that movie.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked it. I was kind of surprised how much I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it's
0: really fun. It's just, it's unlike anything. It's just a good time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay, my instant pick, Sleep Tight is not on Netflix Instant, so um, that you'll have to watch elsewhere. But um, I'm going to go with them. So I watched this movie on Netflix Instant thinking I was going to get a really shitty, like, laughably bad movie. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't really shitty. Cause that was, that's what I was in the mood for. But basically I didn't have a great Netflix instant recommend. And I'm like, you know, I feel like a lot of people would, would go right past this movie. But so remember how we covered bad girls a few years ago? Yeah. And we we all agreed it was terrible and boring.
1: Yes. It was awful.
0: So, So now imagine if a few years later, um, somebody else decided to make bad girls, but without, um, like famous people. Save mm-hmm. for the guy who played John Sears in Beverly Hills Two mm-hmm. and um, the, the lady from The Lair of the White Worm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made, like, a bad cowgirl movie where they filmed it, I think, in South Africa. So for, for no reason explained, a whole bunch of the cowgirls have South African accents. Um, but they also decided, like, you know what? We're going to try our best and make a good, good cowboy movie. And it's actually, like, an okay Western this movie is called Hooded Angels, oh, um, oh which is again in itself. A <laughs> that world. is a real. It's... And you look at the box art for this movie, and if you pull up Netflix, you'll see what I mean. It looks like it's going to be so shitty and amusing, and like just like an asylum version of Bad Girls. Uh huh. And again, in some ways, like all the like, the girls all have like impeccably plucked eyebrows and bangs. And there's no way – because they're all supposed to be um, – like, they were all, uh, like, Civil War ladies whose uh-huh. village got raided and they all got raped and their kids killed and everything else. So, like, they all banded together and, like, a couple of years after the Civil War, they're just going around robbing banks. So mm-hmm. it's a girl gang. Um, and this movie just managed to be so much better than it should have been. Uh, like, there's this one really cool aspect to it where Amanda Donahue is, like, the older – Lady of the group, mm-hmm. and like she like because also you assume the movie's going to be a lot of nudity and everything, but well, it's yeah, really with not, a title like that, like it doesn't like it makes it look like it's going to be like very like skinamax but it's not. Like the women are sexy and beautiful, but they're not objectified. Mm-hmm. um And like the only sex scene you get, like the end of a sex scene between Amanda Donahue and this much younger guy do you know when you look for
1: this movie there's two movies with this title
0: is there really um mine is the one with the oh no
1: one's hood angels i'm sorry
0: oh that sounds fun
1: (laughs) what is hood angels i don't know it doesn't have a plot oh man
0: okay oh no when i typed in i only got hooded oh well anyway Uh, well Um, yeah it's i could see why you would but there is like Like the point being, like there is this really like nice natural relationship between an older woman and a younger guy. Interesting. And it's it's just kind of like casual and fun, and it's just like a small part of the movie. Um, And again, like I'm like this isn't really that good of a movie, but it's so much better than it should be, and it's way better than Bad Girls. Yeah. So that is my pick.
1: Is it really better than Bad
0: Girls? Everything is better than Bad Girls. That's
1: true. That's interesting. Because judging by, the t- like, the cover and the title, this doesn't seem like it would be, like, it seems like it would be just, like, unwatchable.
0: Right. I agree. And it's just, like, I was mad that it was as watchable as it was.
1: Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm kind of curious. You should watch it. and Tell me what you think. Maybe. Yeah. Do it.
1: Oh, maybe. You know, I don't really like Westerns.
0: Yeah, but it's it's a girl western alright in South Africa alright well yeah, that's I'm interesting that's access. so bizarre yeah um alright so now I don't have a pick for next week but I feel like I picked the movies this week so it should be your job is okay. there anything you've been itching to watch or make me watch since I subjected you to adorable robots
1: I would never do such a terrible thing <laughs> to you. um no but I'll think about it nothing okay. that's coming to mind right now right. but um I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll think of something.
0: All right. Well, we will. We will let you know. We're going to cover everybody. Um, and also, in the meantime, check out Christine and I were guests on the Mad, Bad, Downright Strange podcast, mm-hmm. um, which should be out now. Maybe I don't know. We'll check, but we'll link it to the Facebook page where we, along with a couple of other folks, did our lists of um, great under the radar films. So it means I got to talk about rapping. Which is always good, you though. did
1: you did yeah. um listeners of this show might not be that surprised of emily's pick
0: it's probably true
1: but it, which is in a great way though oh well yeah you know,
0: they, you know we don't we don't lie to you we don't we yeah, don't, you, you know what you see or what you hear is what you get you know we're yeah, not we don't fronts. go on other
1: shows and become and ugly. be like classy
0: people who are like talking about hooded angels and shit no okay if i'm gonna talk about rapping i'm gonna talk about rapping mm-hmm. it's there and she does I do. <laughs> Often. Uh, on that note, we can't stop, won't stop rocking that mountain until we reach the top. And okay. uh, we'll uh, see you later. Don't let her.